Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! Oh yeah, and welcome back to the Value Pack, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, let me thank the the patrons really quickly for supporting the podcast and the show. Uh, Hawaiian, I has issues. Jeremy Johnson, Callahad, melt melt on your mouth. My Neria, Slide Tech, Talus, accept him. Thanks and Wavesy, appreciate all of your guys' support and everyone who supports our individual streams. Um, Reslar, myself, Nashi. Nashi, do you are you are you streaming New World or have you been? I have not streamed in a little while, actually. Okay, you're gonna start streaming some New World stuff. Yeah, probably soon. I've just been busy with a whole bunch of stuff at home, so when I'm playing, I kind of just want to relax. I see. Streaming streams aren't relaxing. I mean, come on, it's man. Not but yeah, <laughs> I right. thought it, I thought his name was always a uh, melt in your mouth, not no melt, melt on. on. Is it really? It's I've been, melt oh, on. Yeah, I've been under a delusion this whole time. Yeah, you've been fucking up. Um, all right. So today is a uh, an interesting day. I missed last week's pod podcast, so we could talk about that in a second. But um, yeah, today today we're gonna be talking a lot of tamer and. For the last few weeks, we've had two guests outside of the striker week where we just had Divios, but we had two guests and I thought it'd be kind of fun to bring on two people uh, who I think have completely different styles. I don't I don't know how much Kerr PVPs, but I know Balance mostly PVPs and, and Kerr tries to PVE, except he plays Tamer. So only, only recently that's become good. But yeah, we're joined by Kerr and Balance. Thank you guys both for coming on. Um, I appreciate both of you guys. I appreciate you too. <laughs> and it, I know it's <laughs> I know it's kind of short short notice, but we don't know. At least up until this week, we didn't know who is getting reworked until the day of the rework or the day before. So, yeah, I kind of messaged you guys last minute. So I appreciate you guys coming on. I know you guys are busy, busy bees. Um, so let's start with Kurt. Kurt, you're a returning guest. People have heard your voice before. Um, just if you could remind everyone, um, just where people could find you and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. I uh, <clears throat> I stream on Twitch, do a little YouTube here and there. But uh, I'm a uh, Stockholm Syndrome Tamer player for five years now, since 2016. I, I had like a three-month stint earlier this year where I was just tagging other players or other classes and just having fun playing stuff that wasn't Tamer, but I always go back to the class. Uh, that's about it. I play BDO. Uh, I'm like in the process of applying for grad school right now for next semester. Uh, that's about it. What are, you, what are you going to grad school for? Uh, audiology. Audiology. Doctorate. Wow. Yes, sir. That's cool. What is you that already, actually? Yeah, what is audiology? For us so audiology is like uh, you know, getting, uh, people that get hearing tests and things like that, right? It's like like uh, OAEs and you know, hearing aids, cochlear implants, things like that. 
Nice. Oh, cool. Do you uh do you have like a history in that? Is there like family thing? Why'd you what got you in uh... audiology? So like I'm actually the first person in my family to ever go to college, but oh. like uh, some people know, but I I spent four years in the Marines, and I was a 1371 combat engineer, and we did a whole lot of like blowing things up with C4 and things like that, and they always like stressed the importance of like ear like ear health, and like they'd have their little truck mobile trucks that would check our hearing and things like that. So I just kind of like. I don't know. When I got out of the military, I was just like, hey, this is kind of interesting, I guess. Like, let's let's look into this and see where it goes. And here I am. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. You got to blow shit up. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of de- derailed the whole thing. But yeah, it's... That's all Nayashi heard. It's like, wait, he blows stuff up. He's going to school for blowing stuff up. It's exciting. <laughs> Uh, Balance, you're also in school. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and where we can find you? Okay, uh, I stream on Twitch. No YouTube channel. Think about making a Tamer Guide, though, maybe after the reworks. Uh, okay. Yeah, I stream on Twitch. It's not Balance because I don't know why, but that's that's my Twitch. Uh, I've been playing Tamer since beta, since I was a, a little wee boy, mm-hmm. and uh, I still play Tamer. only played Tamer. Yeah, that's about it. I go to school too. Not, I don't do anything as nearly as cool as blowing stuff up, but I go to school. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude, you've been. It's funny because you've been playing Tamer forever, and there's record of you ta- playing Tamer forever because you streamed like five years ago, and I, I was watching like a clip from your Twitch, and it's funny because you're you're pretty young, and you started playing BDO really young, and I think typically speaking. BDO is a little bit of an an older game, boomer game. Like I think older people play BDO. It's not a lot of kids. But you started playing when you were. Uh, were you even in high school yet, or was it like your freshman year of high school? Yeah, I think I was like freshman or something year of high school. I don't remember exactly. Balance but, was like you were like fourteen, right? Yeah, uh, I was, I was young fourteen, fifteen, something like that. Yeah, I remember seeing you on like Lakari streams, like farming him a couple times. That used to be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I've I remember been uh, we would always joke about uh, them making a uh, you know a PG thirteen server for specifically you balance. Yeah, I've uh, been playing MMO since I was like three or four years old, so just pretty normal for me now, even though it's a boomer game. Yeah, it's kind of a, yeah MMO as a genre. I feel like is slowly becoming a boomer genre. I mean, yeah. when World of Warcraft was fresh, everyone was playing that or Dark Age of Camelot. A lot of kids are playing all that, but now it's like. I don't know. People don't have the attention span to progress over time anymore, I guess. Um, yeah, but some of those clips are really funny because your voice is totally different now. Yep. <laughs> you like can hear you growing up over the course of your stream. Um, yeah, so one of the one of the cool things... So Kerr, I've known Kerr for a while and Kerr is a longtime complainer of Tamer. Um, True. You're, <laughs> You're a little bit more positive about Tamer. Your outlook is different. So I thought you guys together would be uh, really interesting because it would be a little bit different, but also it, the bias wouldn't be from a non-Tamer player because, you know, everyone that doesn't play Tamer kind of hates Tamer because we all get fucked up by Tamers. Um, Even Tamers hate Tamers, let's be real. When they I'll, fight each other, I'll, they fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Tamers hate Tamers too. Uh, so... 
talking non-reworks before the reworks the current state of tamer uh balance if you could start us off what do you feel like the the state of tamer is overall um starting with like 1v1 and then large scale and then you could talk about pve Okay, in 1v1, I think everyone knows my standpoint, at least for the most part. It's the best 1v1 class in the game at high end, by far. It isn't even close. Uh, at lower end, like when you're like newer to the game, I think like a class like Lawn is way better, because it's just easier to pull off. Tamer's still really strong. Mm-hmm. At grinding, Tamer's, Tuck Tamer is actually uh, pretty good. Awaken Tamer, not so much, but it, it's like, it's decent, right? It's good enough. And then... In group play, I think Tamer is a class that generally most people don't do well at, but it has a lot of potential. It's just really hard to play because it's a class that relies completely on frontal block for all of its damage while being like a squishy melee class. Mm-hmm. But it has like super high damage potential. So if like you're actually good at utilizing frontal blocks, it can be really good in group. But overall, I think the class is actually in like a, a pretty good state. I just think like how it's balanced is weird because like it's 1v1 is super good but its group is like not as good for like the general player so but like overall it's like a pretty good class Kurt, do you feel the same about those three aspects i personally agree with balance in the sense that no pun intended but tamer is is actually a super balanced class where it's like she has one thing that she is a god at and she has you know, large scale where she's not good at, and she has PVE where she's, you know, passable and God tier at underwater. So it's like she's a balanced class in that regard. But it's kind of a weird thing where it's like BDO is at the point where if your class is balanced, it's not very good because we're surrounded with a lot of classes that aren't balanced. And I think that it would be in a perfect situation where if you know, if every class had to make a trade off, be it you know if they're good at one thing, they ha- they're not so good at another thing, it would be great. But we have a lot of classes that aren't. Um, but I, I do agree that she is the best 1v1 class for sure. And her PvE is in the best spot that it's ever been in the history of the class. Um, Starting with you, Kurt, like just for 1v1, is Awakening or Succession better? For 1v1, it, it really just depends. Succession Tamer is hands down the best 1v1 class in the game if you have low ping more so just because it plays this like ratty style but it's not fun to play and it's not fun to play against so yeah yeah what about now it probably agrees with that is it any different large scale succession compared to awakening you you if you're playing succession in any kind of group content you're kind of griefing yourself because the class it doesn't even have like a an s block and it doesn't have very many protections at all to be honest yeah balance your... it's just more like a 1v1 rat yeah your thoughts between the two uh i think overall like in 1v1 i would say awakening is better but how you look at succession is that its matchups are uh like it either like hard counters the class it's like good against or it gets like absolutely destroyed by the class it's bad against that's mainly because uh succession has like it it has a lot of issues dealing with classes that can kite it like archer and uh like awaken dk right um and in large scale you agree you're kind of griefing if you're playing suck yeah for the most part i think if you are like doing like a special teams kind of thing or like flex it 
isn't as big of a gap, but I still think Awaken better is better even in that situation. So on, on May 26th, when they did the uh, the PVE balance changes to a bunch of classes, one of the things that helped Tamer a lot, uh, aside from all the damage buffs, is the pulling. Um, being able to use Roaring in both Awakening and Succession, having a bigger AoE, and just a, like an easier way to get mobs to you. Um, what currently is the difference between Awakening and Suck and PV? Like, why is Suck so much better? Is it just pure damage? Um, so, Succession's Roaring is obviously bigger, so its pulling is better. It also has, like, the DPD buff on Lightning of Earth and stuff like that and i wouldn't i would say the damage in general is just higher with like uh like the bolt shield spam but the pulling is definitely like a big part yeah Curry, you feel the same is it better at orcs yeah. suck better at orcs too it sucks better in pretty much every single situation uh succession also had just has a really fast and easy way to shred mobs dp by 50 uh, so, for example, they can they shred with their um, with the S plus LMB, right? So that's a DP mm -hmm. shred. Plus, you cancel for the last hit of Lightning of Earth. That's a magic DP shred. Plus, you get the add-on shred on top of that, and they all stack. So you get fifty DP shred almost instantly, um, and it just has slightly bigger AOEs for PVE, um, like Balance said. So it just all kind of culminates to just being better in every way in terms of grinding so i always say and correct me if i'm wrong on this but when people ask me if tamer's any good at grinding i always say it's it's actually pretty good at grinding now succession obviously better than awakening but it's like good everywhere except for orcs because orcs don't really pull traditionally like other places so your aoe size actually makes a massive difference do you am i am i off base on that I think that's pretty true. I think uh, Succession Tamer is like super spot dependent on how good it actually is. Yeah, I agree. Because like, uh, that's why I personally don't grind orcs. Um, I grind Bloody Monastery. And at Bloody Monastery, it's just so much better because like, you know, the mobs can be CC'd. So you get the extra modifiers for them being floated or knocked down. Um, and the mobs just like group up and pull very nicely. Whereas orcs, they don't really do that. It's more so based around like being able to blow the mobs up without grouping them up. So, right. Yeah. So the reworks come out and I, Tamer is one of the ones where I, I'm just like, I didn't even know. I don't really know what to expect when I like think of Tamer reworks. I mean, I, I've talked to you a little bit about it. I had this uh, dream patch note thing that I wrote up where essentially like the main point of it is just adding like 25% AOE radius to all of the abilities. <laughs> because that's one of the things that feels bad in, in PvE and PvP um, is the AOE size. And I, I don't even think it needs to be nuts, but if you just look at the difference between Ninja Awakened Ninja AoEs and Tamer. Awakened Ninja AoEs aren't that crazy. Maybe Katana Shower is, but when there's a little bit of distance between you and your opponent and you can still deal damage, it makes it infinitely easier to position in large scale and keep yourself out of harm's way. Whereas when you have to be on top of somebody's body, it's like, I don't know. There's a good chance you either miss or your positioning is bad. Like, for example, if you're relying on Frontal Guard, like Balance was saying earlier, with uh, Beast Rampage, 
if you can back up a little bit, it keeps everybody in front of your frontal guard. But if you have to be right on top of a target, it's a lot easier to get to the side and CC a tamer out of it. Um, so for, for you guys, uh, starting with you, Balance, with AOE size, in regards to AOE size, like, um, is that one of the major things you were hoping for in the rework? Yes, for sure. Like, that was probably the first thing I wanted, like, on the list of changes. Just bigger AOE. On which particular skills for Awakening? Beast Rampage. Rampage. Okay. So, they increased the AOE on Beast Rampage. Um, does it feel like they increased it enough? Uh, I would like it to be a little bigger. It actually, it's about, like, one character. Like, the radius is, like, one character longer. Mm-hmm. Which actually does help a lot, but I would like it to be like a little bit bigger than it is right now. That definitely help. Yeah. You feel the the, the other issue is like uh, the AOE is like a circle around the character. It isn't like as much in front of you, right? So right. like you still like have to get like kind of close to really do damage with it. Yeah, this is one of the issues that um, Succession Sage had with. Void Lightning, if anyone remembers in when it first came out, Void Lightning, for some reason, the position of the AOE was like in front of and behind. And what they did to change it is they actually just completely removed the fact that it hits behind you and moved that, like the AOE size is the same, but it's just moved to in front of the character. I almost feel like Beast Rampage needs that too. It's like, I mean, I guess it's cool that it hits behind you, but because it's frontal guard damage when you use the core, it's kind of weird that it would be hitting behind you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I, I like the little increased range on Beast Rampage. Like, it's not a lot, but it's more the biggest thing is more so it can hit people that are to the side of you slightly. Mm -hmm. Like Balance said, it's not really like a frontal increase, it's more like a little increase of being able to hit people on the side of you, which is pretty nice. Uh, one of the weirdest things though is they did some weird down smash changes to it, and when you get the down smash to trigger, sort of like in the current game it knocks them out of the range of beast rampage because the range is so small so there's a lot of times where like if you get that down smash unexpectedly like you just can't follow up and finish them sometime i don't know if balance has ran into that but i had that happen a decent bit while i was messing around with it yeah i think the bigger beast rampage like range actually like helps the like down smashing like knocking people back like you can like actually hit them now because like that that was such a big issue sometimes you get like the second down smash off slam and then you'd be yeah. rampage and it would just miss because of the down smash but like now you can like actually hit people so overall that is a really nice change even if even if like it would be nice if it was a little more you'd definitely take those big time yeah um okay so balance you got to submit your thoughts and feedback to the ART program, which we have no idea if, uh, oh yeah, I called it Void Lightning, sorry, is that thing correct me? It's Void Gateway is what I meant to say. Void Gateway on <laughs> on Sage. Uh, void Lightning is a tamer skill. Um, so how much of the stuff, just in, in like a general sense, how much of the stuff that came in this rework is stuff that you specifically were asking for on the ART form that you filled out? So, uh, the main thing that I was arguing for was, like, larger AoE sizes, and they did that with, like, R Beast Rampage and Intimidation. It's, like, bigger. Mm -hmm. But I also know Tim, the EU tamer, he was arguing for making Air Lightning a super armor, which I thought was, like, a super good idea as well. Mm -hmm. And I included that, and they did that as well. But the big thing that they didn't include that 
basically both of us wanted was to make Celestial Slam uh, like a super armor and remove like the CC and Don Smash on it because Tamer still like kind of lacks protected damage outside of Beast Rampage, and that would definitely help if it was uh protected. Yeah. Um. Kurt, uh, hold you, on. Were you, I, yeah. I like. Do you like Celestial Slam balance? Because I feel like out of majority of the new skills that were added, it's pretty mediocre comparatively. Like it's, it is a stiffen, which is nice, I guess. But a lot of the times, like you don't even really use it for the CC. It's more so just trying to eke out some more damage. So like, it would have been really nice if it was made into a super armor instead of just, and like take away the suit, the, the CC. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. I would also like the skill to be like canceled like cancelable like earlier on into the animation because it like doesn't really fit how tamer plays because like everything in the tamer kit you can cancel except that for the most part and i think like making that skill a super armor and like getting rid of the cc and everything wouldn't make like the class much better in 1v1 because it doesn't have like much trading potential in the first place so like changing that doesn't really change much for the class in 1v1 at all yeah it just help it in group I always thought, I thought that was kind of weird when it came out too, where I was like, that's so, such a strange, like the stiffen is borderline useless outside of like mid combo as like a re-CC before you refloat them or something. So it's like, I mean, you're not catching people with Celestial Slam. So I, I never really understood why they gave it a CC and not protection. Um, I, I feel the same way about the, the Mewa skill. Like, which one? Well, the Mewa skill doesn't have any CC. The new Mewa skill, um, Frostflower oh, or whatever, yeah. where like that skill just should have had super armor probably. Yeah, I don't know. It's like kind of weird because the damage on Celestial Slam is pretty good, right? Yeah, it's it's really yeah, good. It's, it's decent, yeah. Especially like, considering like you don't have a whole lot of like I don't know. So like with her with Tamer, it may seem like you're getting one shot by the Tamers, but a lot of the times they do a lot of abilities that just don't really do any damage. So, for example, they'll hit you with, like, an initial Bojo cancel and then, like, um, use, like, the Plot Thrust for the DP shred so you don't really take any damage. And then out of nowhere, you take a lot of damage, right? So people think they're getting one shot. But you're using a lot of skills. So the Celestial Slam is, like, a nice little extra decent bit of damage to mix in there. Yeah. Um. So Super Armor instead of Forward Guard? It, like, if you could choose? Uh, I'd be fine with either one, honestly. I think if it were to be a forward guard, though, I'd really want the skill to be cancelable, because, like, it's yeah. really easy to punish the skill if it were to be a forward guard. I just need something for a tenon cutter to be able to pop you, you know what I mean? Let, leave you yeah. locked in that skill and give it a forward guard, so you use it <laughs> back. <laughs> Let me catch the bad tamers. Um, okay, so... Walk me through some of the highlights of the rework, and we'll start with you, Kerr. Um, cause I, I think Tamer is one of these classes that a lot of people don't know a whole lot about. They just see it. They think the pet isn't fair and then they're angry. <laughs> and like, because <laughs> I do think because it's like a small character model and a girl, like not as many people play it. And I don't know. It has like a weird, like, a I don't know. It's like more niche, if that makes any sense. But, um, I don't know. Walk, walk us through some of these rework changes, starting with like the pre-awakening stuff. If is there anything significant in the not succession, but the main weapon changes? So, uh, first, I want to say 
what I was hoping for from the rework, mm-hmm. and then we can segue into the things that they change, and you can kind of see right. if like any of that came. So me personally, I'm kind of like in the minority, I guess, when it comes to like in-game players, but I personally don't really believe that 1v1s matter all that much in the grand scheme of the game. So I personally was hoping that the rework would either nerf some of her 1v1 potential, but then give her some like impact in terms of RBF and like siege content. Mm -hmm. That was like my biggest hopes more so than like specific changes. Um, But they did do some cool things like uh, they kind of reworked the whole pre-awaken uh Lang combat right with like making it more dynamic with different abilities um and kind of tweaking the the ap mm-hmm. but they they added a flat another like a little bit of flat extra ap to it again and that was a little disappointing because i was hoping they would finally make it so like okay if you get more gear, the dog does more damage, more so than, you know, get 100 AP and the dog's follow-up attacks have the, are at their cap of damage, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but they did give it a little bit of extra flat damage on top. Um, and then they added those, like, they reworked those Haylang mounted combat skills, and that was kind of cool, right? A lot of them look really nice, and they do decent damage. Yeah. Um, is that something that's actually going to be used? I still can't help but feel like that's never going to happen. Uh, I, so I did a lot of testing on it and like grinding in like Elvia spots with like 300 AP and stuff like that. But, and the damage is decent. Um, but the biggest issue when you're riding the dog is none of the abilities are like have any frontal on them or super armor and things like that. So like you're eating the full damage to the face and not really being able to regen. So even though it does some, it's able to do some decent damage, you kind of just get melted by the mobs. So if they added some kind of way for some of the damage to be directed to the dog more so than the character, it could be used in like PvP or high-end PvE. But yeah, you kind of just get deleted by mobs whenever you try to do right. it or whoever you fight. What about like the mobility on it? Are you able to, is the stamina consumption still crazy when you're running on it? Yeah, it still has really high stamina consumption. Uh, they added like three dashes. When you do shift F, surging tide, you can do like these three little bursts of movement that have like an attack on the end. And those are cool. Um, and you can have like a, a speed burst when you press sprint. So the stamina consumption is a little better and it's overall faster to ride, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Balance, is there anything with the mounted combat that has you interested? Or are you going to mount your, your highlight? I think <laughs> it all depends on if it does enough damage or not. Like, I feel like anything can be like broken if it does enough damage, regardless of like how squishy you are, right? Yeah. I think the best thing for them to do, though, like if they want to actually make it viable, is to make your like the player tankier on the dog because, yeah. like, Curve's saying yeah, you're just exactly. going to die. Yeah, if you start getting hit by a Sage or a Nova in large scale, you're probably dead. Does it have enough mobility on when you're on the pet to like jump into a fight and then get out? Yeah, I would I would say so. Okay, it's definitely a lot less clunkier than it currently is. Currently, it's like the Halang mounted stuff is really clunky, and you wouldn't really do it. Um, but I was kind of tweaking around or messing around with it, and it like. 
it like got a lot better as I goofed off on it. You have some side jumps, you have some, you know, pretty not pretty burst, like frontal movement and things like that. So I right. mean, if they keep tweaking on it, it could become like a, a like a niche play style, like Balance said. I was like talking about riding the dog and like my art posts and I I was thinking like a cool way to do it would actually to be make it similar to you know like like Succession Zerker the transformation with like the e-buff. I I, th- I thought yeah. that'd be cool. Like you just become but, the hailing. Well, like maybe you like just mount it, you know, and then you have like new skills that you can do. So yeah. kind of like a tiger blade type thing, except yeah, just on the mount. Gotcha. That would be pretty interesting, actually. Um, all right, so with the with the main hand stuff, like I'm looking at these changes. I see the air lightning change, uh, void lightning change, where you can cast it at range. Um, it, it has a few other changes to it as well. Um, this the phenomenon where it didn't have super armor at the start has been fixed. Um, can you talk a little bit about the void lightning and air lightning uh, changes? Like how impactful is this, and is any of it helpful for large scale? Like the I don't know. I guess the peeling aspect of it. Uh, I think the air lightning change is actually like one of the best changes and uh, like out of all the reworks and basically makes it so air lightning is super armor and air lightning. The only use for it originally was uh, to cancel tree climb, but it was unprotected. Like if you hit someone with tree climb, mm-hmm. you, you know how you're like stuck in that weird animation. Yeah. Where yeah, you can yeah, yeah. can't you can cancel it with air lightning, but air lightning was like unprotected. So, like, it was still, like, unprotected. It was a little faster than the, like, base animation, though. But making that super armor, like, gives Tamer a way to, like, actually stay protected if you come in contact with someone with a tree climb. And it, like, adds, like, a little more skill to the class, too, which I think is, like, really cool. Um, I was asking Mamo about his opinion, so I had a, a little bit more to go on coming into this. And one of the things he mentioned with the Void Lightning thing... I'm going to just read exactly as he wrote it. He said, um, another really awesome change that you can basically throw a range void lightning at the location where hailing is. So you'll become a peel and zone pressure God. You can use command attack to have hailing target an enemy to attack or use beast rampage to have hailing teleport to a target. As long as your crosshair is on that target and hailing is already in attack mode, then immediately use void lightning and the hailing stiffen will appear at its location and it won't teleport back to you like it does now. So one, do you guys think that, uh, I guess starting with you, Kurt, what, do you guys think that it'll help for that sort of thing, like large-scale peeling? And two, how do you make it, uh, like if the pet is outward and you use Void Lightning, does it ever cast on top of you if you want it to, or is it only where the pet is now? So I didn't goof around a whole lot with like the whole targeting with Haylang. Cause I like, I don't know the Halang, they said they improved the AI. So it'll be, it's harder to test it in global labs. Cause in the current game, if there's like four or five people around you, you have not really much way to control the AI. Cause for example, let's say I do command attack mm-hmm. and I send command attack at a specific player. If there's any other player within the area or comes too close to me while he's doing his charge, he will redirect to that other player. So I personally don't believe that it's vi- that you have that much control over it in large scale, like in in a perfect like in a vacuum that may be the 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 case, but in reality it doesn't really perform that way. 
in my experience. Balance may have a different opinion, but yeah. So I did some testing with it, and I think uh, what Mamo said like is like kind of true, especially in like I could think of it being like really strong in AOA, especially like three v three AOA group play. I feel like people are generally like moving around so much that it might not be as useful, but I can definitely see uses for it. It's definitely better than how it is on live. That's right. for sure. Like, cause yeah. you can like still control the pet a bit. Like I, I can send you a gif in a moment cause I'm on a, uh, global labs right now. So I can like show you how it works. Cool. If, if I, let's say the pet does like go attack a player. Is there no way to use void lightning on yourself? Like to make the pet come back and use void lightning, do you have to do something first? It it depends on what your dog is like aggroed on. If it's aggroed on a, a player, mm -hmm. it'll and you have command attack on, it'll like go on top of the player, but if you don't, if it's not aggroed onto anything, it'll just drop on you. Yeah. Um let's see, hailing scratch. The movement distance has been changed to be the same as absolute scratch, skill damage has been adjusted. The effect of knocking out the opponent on successful hit effect has been removed. The additional mental damage effect applied in stages one through four has been removed. Air attack applied and linking to scratch skill after jumping has been deleted. Did anything really, anything major change with scratch? Did that really say the additional <laughs> mental damage? Yeah, that's what it says. Really. <laughs> so that's how so... it feels when I'm fucking fighting a tamer and I see <laughs> them and they fucking catch me with the dog. So Scratch had this like sharpening claws passive quote quote thing, or that's which what I'm thinking about when you do like pull thrust. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the current state of game, it adds a bleed where they take ten bleed damage every three seconds for thirty six seconds. Right. It's like a little old dot. Um, and they changed that to be an a, a self AP buff and a and a target AP debuff. So you buff oh. yourself by like 10 AP and you and you debuff the enemy by like 10 AP. I forget the exact number. Is it magic so AP or all AP? It's magic. Okay. Yeah, magic. So it doesn't stack with leaves dropping? Uh, I shouldn't stack with okay. leaves. So I that's see. more... So that's that's kind of nice. I think that's, that's more like going to help succession more than anything. Right, because like a lot of the time in Awakening, you were gonna do the leaves anyway, but I think it it's really it's really more for succession. Right. I noticed the uh, flash stance chain, like it kind of looks different, but I I couldn't tell what was different. So I, I went on and just like used every skill like once or twice just to see what they look like. Um, like flash pull and and stance shift kind of looked different, but I couldn't tell what exactly was different. Is there anything major with those? That changed. Uh, I'm pretty sure the only like big change was that they changed the sharpening clause passive, which like procs off of like pull thrust and the uh, right. stand shift, and they just got rid of the bleed and turned into like you put minus AP onto the person, which I don't understand why like that even is in there because you're only going to use yeah. the flash when you're like comboing, right. and then they they made a magic AP plus ten buff, which is like cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Throat burn, surging tide. Uh anything major change with, with these? Uh so throat burn basically got turned completely different. So you know throat burn was the skill where you kind of swipe forward and then backflip yeah. backwards, right? Like mm -hmm. an unprotected. Um sometimes I use it to like, you know, cancel the last hit of lightning of earth, basically. Mm -hmm. But uh they made it to this like frontal guard 
animation, like a two, three second frontal guard animation that can't be canceled. So it's it's kind of weird. Like it's a, I think it's a good thing for like Succession PVE because it has a little bit of HP sustain on it because Succession doesn't have very much sustain at all. Um, but for PvP, it's kind of weird because you can't cancel out of it. So it's like, you know, it's like two, three seconds where you're just standing still with that little frontal animation. Right. I don't know if Balance was able to find a way to cancel it, but I wasn't. Yeah, I can't cancel it. And another thing that that does is uh, it kind of ruins uh, soaring arts. If, like, I know, like, not many people really care about that. Like, I don't really mess around with soaring arts, but. It basically so the new animation like doesn't hop you back, so you can't like combo it when you're in the air. So, right. I I think the best thing to do would just be to give the old animation of throat burn because like the old throat burn animation is like kind of cancelable like halfway through it, and just put frontal block on that. Yeah. Uh, what about surging tide? Anything change to surging tide? Does so the range of the attack, which was different for each, has changed to be the same as the widest? Phenomenon which directing and actual attack range were applied differently. Change the number of hits and attack range do not increase when used during cooldown. And change so that the movement reduction effect is not applied when hitting successful hit during cooldown. It looks like they just nerfed it. Uh, so basically, whenever you use like Surging Tide, right? The first time you do, do it, it has full range, full mm. distance. And then if you use it while it's on cooldown, it has reduced range and reduced effectiveness. So it's like it doesn't have much range and uh yeah. Right. Um but and the same is for like Lightning of Earth where it's like you have the three hits and then the last hit is the biggest hit. So they basically made it so that when you use them on cooldown, they will still have the biggest range on them, but they won't apply debuffs on cooldown so it's like a buff and a nerf in a way right okay so like currently you can do like lightning of earth and cancel to the last hit and you'll always get the dp shred but now you can only apply that dp shred every 10 seconds so it's like a i don't know it's kind of good and bad it like cuts out the need to do a cancel but it also makes it so that if you're killing a pack faster than 10 seconds or if you don't pull properly and you miss debuffing some mobs you can't you know do it again real fast to get the dp shred so it's kind of a good and a bad in a way um so someone told me that roaring is a little bit different um which roaring being the now the one where you Press, I guess, on succession shift C, the the pull skill. Um, what did anything change with that? Like, what I I saw that the cooldown got changed, but I don't know if like did the CC get changed or anything changed with roaring. The uh, animation is faster if you don't cancel it, and also, uh, absolute roaring used to be on like like it was really weird to cancel if it was off cooldown, not on cooldown, off cooldown, but now that isn't the case. Okay. But it's still, uh, at least the succession one, still stiffens every time, over and yeah. over and over. Also, uh, something I found is Surging Tide. You you know the pet attack from Surging Tide where it like follows you? Mm -hmm. That's still in the game. And the other animation that sometimes happens, which is like, it's, it's basically the same as a pet roaring animation. That actually CCs now on uh, Absolute. So it's like... On Absolute Surging Tide? Where he's like yeah. sitting there roaring in place, right? He's like sitting there. Yeah. Okay. 
That's interesting. What's the CC of stiff? Yeah, it's basically identical to the uh, like roaring pet animation. Nice, more, more AOE stiffs that block out space. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah. laughs> um, the command attack, protect, and follow and help. Did those change in any meaningful way? Uh, you can use your pet from like range now, which is cool. Okay. Like with void. But that's like the main thing. Yeah, they did some weird thing with like I think it's command follow where you when you use it, the pet will always try to position itself in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't really messed around with that lot for like like specific uses for it. But uh, other than that, they said some like AI improvements to the dog, but they never really go into too much details with those. So I can't really know how to like what right. exactly they change with the, the, the pet's functionality or the way it acts. So with the command stay where the pet goes in front of you, I actually, there's some like cool stuff you can do with it against like range classes because I, I at least do, did this against rangers sometimes. Uh, if they had a lot of more gear than me and they just one shot me, I would put my pet on command stay and then stand behind it if I'm like low. And then it would like soak almost all of the damage from the ranger. So right now the yeah. new command stay makes it way easier to do that. Before. Yeah, I remember Tamers trying to do that when I was used to barrel and stuff. It was like it's really good against like Archer, even though you don't see very many Archers. But Haylang can block pretty much every Archer ability except for Luthergon's call. Um. All right, so that's kind of like the end of the list of just the normal main hand stuff. Um, it looks like Prime Void Lightning got a bunch of changes, so they increased it's the attack big. range. They added damage. They fixed the super armor at the start. They added a cast speed reduction effect upon successful hits. Um, says the floating and the air attack of additional blows have been removed. Um, all defense increased. Attack speed and cast speed reduction effects are not applied during the cooldown. Um, and then it, it looks to me, because they added crit as well, that this is also going to be a PvP damage buff, not just PvE, because it doesn't say it's reduced any additional amount for PvP. Um, what were you going to say about this balance? Uh, so the super armor at the beginning is on absolute as well, and that's like pretty big because now there's no gap ever when you use void lightning. That was like one of the easiest gaps to punish. I don't know why they added this like exactly, but like it definitely makes the class even stronger. And yeah. at least succession void lightning, the like the casted animation is huge. Like it takes up basically your whole screen, but. It isn't too big of a deal because it like doesn't really do much damage. All it does is make it easy, even easier for succession tamers to slow you. Right. Uh, let's see. Prime surging tide got kind of the similar things, but they also um, added an evasion reduction rate. Is that new, or is that oh, that was always there? It just doesn't apply during cooldown now. Actually, don't remember this. Yeah, issue. yeah. Uh, currently, succession tamers uh, surging tide does an evasion debuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it does it even as far as I know, it does it even if it's on cooldown. Right. Um, so they so that was that change where I was saying where they made it so that it those effects won't apply on cooldown, but it won't have the nerfed like range. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this one was one that I noticed the animation right away was like different as hell. Very, very different. Prime lightning of earth. Uh what exactly changed with this skill and is it good or bad? 
the forward R&B skill. Or you want to go first? It's kind of... So I'm going to look at it... I'm more so looking at it from a PvE perspective in the sense that I personally believe it was a nerf in terms of PvE. Mm-hmm. Um, because, for example, it's not really a skill that you ever used for its damage. You pretty much just canceled it to get the third hit instantly, which it has the biggest range for the DP debuff. Um, well, the change made it so that instead of having... So the way the skill works now, it does like a one, two short AoEs, and then the third hit, she does like a big like hit, right? Right. Well, if you canceled it with things like Moonlight Strike and uh, Throat Bird, etc., you could instantly go to that last hit for the DP debuff. Um well, they made it so you don't. It doesn't have those first two short range hits. It's just one instant last hit, um, but and you don't have to a, uh, animation cancel anymore. But they made it so that you can't apply the DP debuff if it's on cooldown for those ten seconds. Right. So it's a buff in terms of not having to do another animation cancel. But it's ner- it's a nerf in the sense that if you can kill a pack in less than ten seconds. Or if you're not pulling perfectly to make sure you're not missing any DP debuff mobs, then it's kind of a nerf because you have to wait 10 seconds before you can apply the DP debuff again. If that makes sense. Right. Is this a skill? Yeah, go ahead. uh, I agree with like what Curse said in PvE, but I think it's actually a buff in PvP because uh, now you can use... So originally you'd have to use like the first like other attacks of lightning of earth to get the last one which actually cc's and you could like cancel the last animation with a couple different skills but Mm -hmm. now you can just use the last animation from any skill and so you can just use it as a cc from like any ability like chaining it after if if the damage because it says they adjusted the damage i don't remember what the old damage was but if the damage is good and it hits hard does that kind of make up for the fact that you can't dp debuff as often or not really i think it's weird it's a really weird like situation because succession i don't feel like succession is really struggling in what it's good at right like succession is that 1v1 rat stomper where it's like if you don't know how to play around the rotating of the two traps i mean you're just gonna get farmed right right so it's like it does offer some more like damage and some like dynamics where it's like, oh, you grab someone, pull thrust them for the debuff, and then instantly hit them with the Lightning of Earth. They're debuffed by 50 DP, and then you can chain that into Upward Claw for another float, right? So it's like you can get off a lot of damage and a lot of debuffs more than you could before in like a 1v1 scenario. But I don't really think she needed like succession tamer needed more 1v1 combo damage potential in exchange for some pve knockdown like some pve like that little pve nerf in a way right. if that makes sense i personally am like a little disappointed with what they did with the succession because i was arguing a lot to like just bring more power to the base kit and less to the spamming of just pet traps but they clearly did not listen to that. They just kind of doubled down. Yeah. yeah. 
It's kind of what I've always said too. I feel like people would be more inclined to play Succession Tamer and to fight against it if like they just removed the way Roaring works as far as the constant CC and gave it like utility and skills that are actually fun to catch people with. I don't know. I find that across the board, that's the one thing that Tamer haters and Tamer lovers can agree on is their hate for Succession. <laughs> that's, that is the one thing that everyone can agree on. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it is kind of weird. So Upward Claw just got like the attack range um, changes and then the Roaring skill, which we talked about a little bit earlier. So overall, you guys are kind of disappointed with Succession. Does it need an S block? Or no? So I'm pretty sure they were trying to use Throat Burn as like a new block, but I feel like it's right. kind of bad like as a block. So I don't know. I think an S block or something like that would be way better. Yeah, they did the same yeah, thing on Sork, where they gave forward guard to a couple skills. But on Sork, they're at, I actually think they're decent. I, I think it would be good if you could... Uh, so Throat Burn, basically, it feels like, like Balance said, they wanted to work. It's like a pseudo block. I think that would be good if you would be able to cancel it with WW. But the way it is now, you basically pop that skill and you're stuck in place for like three seconds. Right. So it's like you do get a, that little bit of a block, but you're yeah, I mean you're. So is the only there. real use like after roaring when you're sitting in your trap anyway, or void lightning? I guess for four guard while you're in there, so you don't get popped by a range skill. Something like that, or more for like to block like ranged damage, which is nice because like that is one of uh, succession tamers like issues. But I don't know. I think it it still missed the mark. It could have been way better. Right. Um. All right. So let's move on to awakening. Um, some of these these changes, at least to me, some of these are actually pretty huge changes. So, Cloud Stomping Cloud and Flow Cloud Ride are now just one ability, which means no separate cooldown. Um, I'm assuming you both are happy about this. Uh, at least, I think for most people, it's like a beneficial change, especially because like the Flow had a four second longer cooldown, or like three seconds, in or yeah, four. In comparison to the base one, so you couldn't use the flow every single time, like if you were just using uh, cloud stomping right. uh, off cooldown. So it effectively is a buff in that sense. But the one thing I don't like is no matter if you use the flow or not, it uses stamina now. Right. And a big thing that I would do, but wasn't like really seen in a lot of the player base, is to use the first part and only the first part of Cloud Ride for the super armor. And just like linger it and it wouldn't use any stamina but now like you always use stamina which kind of sucks yeah i'm gonna probably get hate from both of you for this but i actually am glad that that uses stamina because uh recently a friend of mine have been uh fighting each other on tamer and one of his main complaints with tamer he's he started playing tamer you know barracker one of his main complaints yeah. about tamer is that the class feels like it has like like it just really doesn't use that much stamina like you can stay in a fight for a really long time i know it does if you spam like ww nonstop, but i don't know his feelings like dude I, I literally don't have to look at the stamina bar and i don't know sometimes it feels like that i mean i guess it depends on the matchups right if you're against like a suck ninja or something that puts constant pressure on you you could feel like it but for the most part i don't know it's stamina consumption doesn't seem that hard to deal with for how protected it is do you guys hate me for that <laughs> i i personally agree for the most part but i think yeah 
the thing I really wanted was just for Cloud Stomp or like the flow to actually work if you're like in a suck and like not having collision issues. Right. I think I think the best way to go about this is to make the first part, like when you're going into the air super armor, so you can still punish it, right? You can still grab someone who's using the animation, but make the second part an iframe. Because the main issue comes from like the second part where you get like hit by projectiles and you just like land right, prematurely, right. no protection. Or you get sucked and you can't like get out of the suck. So I think the best way to just address it is just to make the second part an iframe. It's the I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I think it's pretty fucking stupid that they took away the iframe on Cloud Ride because it was quote quote too strong, and then they literally gave a version to uh, Guardian where the iframe starts before the character even takes off into the sky, and you fly even further away with no resource cost at all. And Corsair. And and you can use it while you're being block stunned by putting on the hotbar with, like, you know, Infernal Nemesis. So it's like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see why it's not iframe anymore if Guardian was given an even better version of it. But that's just kind of, yeah. That's just kind of like an old salty thorn in my side from someone that played it before pre-nerf back in 2018. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to it being iframe, except that tree climb exists, and you guys are always in iframe all the time. So it's like, <laughs> I, I'm just like the idea. Yeah. On one hand, I'm like, dude, that makes total sense for that skill, like in a vacuum. And then I'm like, dude, imagine Tamer getting a whole nother iframe, and that was like a long iframe too, because the animation's pretty long. So it's like, I'm like, oh my god, does it need a whole nother iframe? I don't even know. Would, would that's yeah. That's kind of why I want the second part to be an iframe because the second, like you're not really taking damage usually in most cases on the second part. I guess like from a range class you might be, but the first part is like the main part you're actually going to take damage from and you're right. going to get like punished by a grab. But the second part, just making that an iframe, the main thing it fixes is like the vacuum issues and the right, right. projectile issues. It's the same thing Zerkers complain about with Giant Sleep, right? Where it's like, I'm in iframe or they're supposed to be in iframe and it's really not. It starts like a little bit too late. So they get hit stuttered out of it or don't move or get slowed or whatever. Um, yeah. Overall though, I will say, I think it's a good thing that they merged the two. Cause like I like looking at Tamer's six or awaken kit over half the abilities aren't even actual ability is it? It's just bloat that could have anything right. else there. So for example, cloud stomping and cloud ride that takes up two slots when that could have just been one ability like it is now. Like rain curtain it's a whole skill slot to say oh you gain 20 uh, dp if you block for like four seconds <laughs> yeah they have a they have a little like a flow intimidation where it's like the first hit of beast rampage has a chance to float it's like that doesn't need to be a skill you have flow ascension and flow moonlight which is just like if you press lmb after garuda or moonlight you'll do a swipe like you have all of these extras like that shouldn't even be there or like flow soaring strike you know hold all around spinner for long enough and it'll do an extra swipe so and even leaves dropping right if you do leaves once it does leaves drop I me mean, if you do it second it does gust so it's like you have a lot of bloat there that could easily be other skills so i so i think it's good if they kind of clean some of these up and merge them into other skills because they you know they shouldn't be separate by themselves ironically you also have like the one skill in a legendary beast dance that has four different abilities combined in the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's so weird. <laughs> um, all right. So what about the, uh, the 
distance, the movement distance and the attack range um, on these. So I was messing with it. Like, I don't, I, I'm trying to think of a measurement. Like maybe it goes what, like a character length or two further when you use the flow on yeah. Cloud Ride. Can we use Teemos? Teemos? Like yeah, the, Teemos. the league character? Yeah, the little mushroom from League of Legends. Okay. Like how many Teemo body units All is right. it further? All right, how many Teemos further is it? Ah, I mean, it was like two, like basically like half the distance that a legendary beast power would send you extra. Like it's not a crazy bit, but it's a decent bit. Are you talking about Cloud Ride? Yeah. Oh, I thought I was talking about Moonlight Strike. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the Cloud Ride. I'm talking about Cloud Ride first. Sorry. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the flow to Cloud Ride. I like the damage at least. I like the animation looks different, right? Like so, but I don't think the damage on that skill like even matters in the first place. Right. Yeah, if you're using Cloud Ride to initiate, you're already dead. <laughs> well, if we're being honest, I was. They, I don't know if this is new or not because it's been a little while since I played Tamer. But back in the day, we couldn't just hold F to go into Moonlight Strike. Is that new with the rework? Because I don't see that noted here, either. So that was kind of interesting. So if you go like, if you press SF, hold R and B and just hold F, it actually goes directly into Moonlight Strike with no opening automatically. Has that always been a thing? Because before when I played Tamer, you had to cancel with either shift space or like you would use forward F after, but it was like, uh, I don't know. It was like kind of jank. I mean, I you can already chain them together with no gap going from going into moonlight strike after you do cloud ride there's no gap in the super armor okay so they yeah. just made it easier by holding up i guess or is that I is think, that even new i think that's been in the game oh, has the it? whole time okay. yeah yeah because I, I know balance is a balance is an avid believer in the moonlight strike core he is. so he's like a god at managing those super armors and, and lingering to stay protection protected to fit for those uh, or fish for those super armors and i see him do it a lot yeah i know it's busted um <laughs> all right so we talked about beast rampage earlier flow intimidation what what kind of changed with that and the interaction with beast rampage because it says that after additional hit has been improved so it can be linked with flow intimidation so if you just hold beast rampage long enough it does intimidation after as well like an additional hit it uh it doesn't do the intimidation itself. So Beast Rampage has always had like four parts to it. And then but what they changed is that intimidation flows better at the end, like after Beast Rampage if you use intimidation. Okay. Yeah, because currently a lot of the times you'll like let's say you get a grab, DP debuff them, you'll use intimidation from a hot bar for the re-CC into the Beast Rampage, but after that, but the change basically makes it viable to use more like at the end of beast rampage the way that i understand that change yeah right so like there's not like a little stutter slash delay looking at the uh your void lightning thing that you just sent me i just i barely <laughs> am seeing this now yeah so you can like cast it that's that's pretty cool because you can move it's like people are going to get caught by that void lightning trap the range one for sure um okay so and then the AOE size is bigger, and it's pretty noticeably bigger. Is the animation different? I feel like it's like slightly different. Super particle uh, intimidation and beast rampage. They made them super flashy. Yeah, more sparkly. Flashy. A lot of particles. Yeah. I think they look cool. Like visually, they look really nice. 
Um, all right, Garuda. Um, they changed the down attack to apply in the uh, to be applied to the first hit. The air smash effect has been removed from the extra hit, and the reduced number of PvP hits has been removed. So Garuda just got a straight damage buff in PvP. Um, I guess any, I don't know. Any thoughts on this? I guess your combo damage is improved. It's like a little better. I, it doesn't change much for me because I'm a avid believer in not using Garuda, and I probably yeah. still won't use it. But I know people who do like to use it, and like it helps a little bit, but it isn't like a big change overall. Them removing the air smash on Garuda is nice because like Tamer has this weird thing where it's like a lot of classes, if you get a down smash or an air smash, it's good. But with Tamer, if you get an air smash or a down smash, it usually like screws you over because you don't have the reach to follow up on it. So yeah. a lot of times it just leads to them getting away, right? Just because like like the attack range of Beast Rampage and stuff is so small. So that is nice that they're getting rid of that. But hey, I don't like to use Garuda a lot because it's so vulnerable. Right. But I, I think it will be good for people that like to use it as a combo extender slash to get that awakened uh, magic DP shred. How many hits is it reduced in PvP? Any hits or damage? Well, uh, it takes it. Uh, the hits. Let me look on. Uh, let me look on Codex. It quick. has three less hits for PvP. Okay, so that's minus. a pretty big damage buff. Yeah, it says minus three hits for PvP only. Interesting. Yeah, that's actually huge. And then down attack on the first part as well. Um. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be like a like kind of insane. So depends on how much they PVP reduce it. I do think uh, Garuda might be like more viable, but not because Garuda got buffed, but how Intimidation flows after Beast Rampage now, mm. and uh, Beast Rampage actually has a down smash at the end of it now. So at least for comboing for me, I normally use like Intimidation as my RCC. But now I might hold it till the end of my combos, and then I need like a new float, and I'd probably just use Garuda there instead. Yeah. Well, so right now the current version, it has um, it has well, it's thirteen ninety seven times three, and then fourteen ninety seven times four on the extra hit, and it reduces three hits. So it's, it, I mean, it's effectively doubling its PVP damage, and the damage reduction in PVP didn't change. It's still twenty two percent, I believe. And 48% on the extra hit. Um, okay, so Flow Ascension got changed kind of a, a lot. But I don't know if the animation... The animation looks kind of similar. Maybe like there's like black ink on the ground now a little bit. But is the AOE any bigger? Looks the it same. It feels the same. Feels the same. Um, so the Flow, it says, let's see. Skills hit rate, critical chance, PvP damage, number of hits have been adjusted accordingly. It no longer is affected by like the Garuda skill damage. It's just its own thing. And it's like... I don't know, 1,300% times 6 or times 7? Is that right? Yeah, 1,302 times 6. Yeah. What's the crit rate and the accuracy on it now? Uh, accuracy is 15 and crit is 100, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. The big. accuracy part is pretty nice, yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, because, like, uh, Tamer on her abilities, she, so she does have the accuracy passive which is nice, but the abilities themselves don't really have high accuracy modifiers except for Garuda, which has a 15%, but, you know, it minus three hits in PvP, so it doesn't do a lot of damage. So, it could be nice. Like, it could end up being one of those things where it's like even though it itself doesn't do the most damage, having that extra accuracy on the ability um, 
to hit someone that's like a full evasion meme, it could end up being really good damage just from the accuracy and it not being affected by the minus hits anymore, to be honest. Right. Um, all right, Moonlight Strike got some changes as well. It, the movement distance increased, although it's a minor amount, right? Is it noticeable? Not really. Right. At least just a little bit. It's it's yeah. It's not like a huge difference. It it, like, it literally feels like one or two character models right. longer. Not really big, but it's a little noticeable. And uh, the number of hits have been changed to be the same as the third stage. And it says they reduced the number of hits in PvP, but then adjusted the PvP damage accordingly. What is the current on level three of Moonstrike? How much PvP damage reduction does it have balanced? Do you know? I'm on uh, Global Labs. Yeah. So I'm Bubble Labs, it's 50. I got it. Oh, it's 50? Um, okay. Currently on live, it's minus 26% and okay. minus two hits for PvP. Okay, so the, it sounds like it's going to do the same damage then because they removed the minus hits but then increased the PvP reduction. And then yeah. uh, Flow Full Moon, which actually does have kind of a fancier, way fancier animation. Um, let's see. So... The behavior of the skills changed, the attack range has been increased, skill damage has been adjusted. Instead of consuming stamina when using the skill, the it's been changed to consume stamina. Um, the effect of rotate target upon successful hits has been removed and bound applied to monsters only has been added. Down smash has been added. Um, after using the skill, it's been changed to length with three hits of sky tick training. So now if you just press L and B at the very end of Flow Full Moon, you get the accuracy buff. Um, from your auto attack, and then uh, they reduced the number of hits, or the reduction in PvP hits has been removed, but then they adjusted the damage accordingly anyway. Uh, so how much different is is this for you guys in your experience? It's way better than it, it is on live. So now you can, it, it used to cost stamina to use, now you can, it doesn't use stamina, and you regen stamina in the animation. Ah, okay. And so... Do you, you know about the accuracy buff that you get from like slam into yep. beast rampage, right? Mm -hmm. So full moon counts as two auto attacks. So you could use full moon and then either one auto attack or, or beast rampage after and get the accuracy buff. Nice. And then yeah, I like the full moon change, especially like even now on live, I like to use it sometimes in group stuff because it's like a, you have that little extra super armor extension past moonlight to like fish for someone dodging to avoid your grab. And then you can, you know, beast power into them and then get the grab anyway. So I like it for like fishing for abilities with a little bit of protection. So that that change overall is going to be nice because more ways to apply the accuracy passive is always good. Is the AOE size noticeable? The difference? Uh, or the attack it's range? like it's like a little circle in front of you, which is a little like it's like a little bigger, but it's like not that different. Yeah, the current one is like you kind of dash forward and then you do like a swipe, just like a little tiny swipe ahead of you in front of you. This one it has it, she does like a smackdown, and it, it it's one of those things where it's like it's not increasing your ability to hit someone in front of you, but it, it's a little tiny sliver to the left and to the right. Whereas, you know, on live, someone may have gotten out of it due to desync. You may possibly, you know, still clip them in with the change, but it's not like a massive increase. I think a big thing with it is it gives us a way to get the accuracy buff while staying protected in like group play. Right. I mean, you still have to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess because Beast Rampage, you use the core, right? In group PvP. Yeah. And um, like Slam is how you normally get it. And it's like unprotected. Right. Um,. What is the damage number on it on Global Labs? 
1347 uh, on live. Is it still 1347 times 7 on Global Labs? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right, cool. And then uh, All Around Spinner, I think All Around Spinner itself didn't change at all. They didn't even touch it. Um, does the animation look any different on Spinner? Or is it the exact same? Seems like the same. Okay. And then, but the flow, which is kind of a, a big deal, they changed, they, I believe they lowered the cooldown of the flow and made it so you can use it from hotbar completely independent. And uh, it no longer takes all around spinner's damage. It has its own modifier now. Yeah, I think, I personally think the new like split is actually good. I know a lot of people like don't really care about it, but I think it's nice because it gives us like another protected damage option. It's not like super good damage, but it's like, better than using spinner because mm. spinners like has crazy damage reduction in pvp so it doesn't really really do much damage and uh it has like a wind up to it you can like speed up the wind up before the damage comes out but it still is like all the damage is still at like the back end of this skill animation what's the yeah uh... on live it has a 65 percent pvp damage reduction so like a lot of the times, I more so would just even use it for the frontal more so than even the PvP damage. Mm -hmm. So being able to cut straight to the last hit for like a little short frontal guard smack is nice. What's the uh, skill description uh, balance? Could you read the like the modifiers and everything? Oh, 1301 times 6, 100% crit, 8% accuracy, and it looks like 40% damage reduction in PvP. Ah. Yeah, that's nice. That's actually really cool. And it doesn't... The other thing that's kind of crazy about it is it lost the two hits. I mean, it does it doesn't lose the two hits anymore, right? Like it doesn't have minus two hits in PvP. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that a lot too. Yeah, that. Uh, does it does it still move you forward? Does it still leap you forward? A little. It's pretty small though. It's less though, right? Um. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, the animation for it looks pretty cool too. I don't know if it's in this demo i think it is but um the aoe size on it is it increased as well or does it seem the same it feels like similar maybe a little bigger but the aoe on it is still like pretty small right um yeah that's one that's really hard to gauge because it's like in the current game you don't use it as much so like not too keen on like what the or how to feel for the aoe range you know yeah, it's actually so crazy that it was ever an 18-second cooldown. Like, it's just not justifiable at all. <laughs> like, why is it an 18-second cooldown? Uh, that's my that's my hope for Kuno, dude. That suck Kuno for some <laughs> cooldown changes, God. Uh, Alright, hold on. Let me go back to this. Okay, so Legendary Beast Dance. Um, so... I don't know. This one like seems kind of weird to me because they deleted the effects of some of the different variations of Beast Dance, but didn't add them all. So I feel like in some ways, it, yeah. does it no longer have the burn at all if you use Vermilion Bird? Yeah. No See, burn. I think that's so dumb. I think it would have been way cooler if they just added this effect to everything. Yeah. all It, it took away the majority of them and you just have the little slow, basically. It's like the TLDR on that, which is kind of really odd i guess yeah. like i don't know you didn't really use most of them anyway but yeah i think the main benefit from this now is that 
I used to, at least whenever I'm running Legendary Beast Dance Core, I just use Azure Dragon most of the time because it has a slow on it. But now I can just use Vermilion, which is like the superior animation because the AoE is like way easier to hit. Mm-hmm. And I can still apply the slow. Yeah, I just feel like having the burn and the all DP would have been super nice on all of the abilities. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping that they changed Black Turtle in general because that one's like the most fun to use. It just sucks. Yeah, I, li- I like the animation of the turtle. You just smash down. Right? Yeah. It's weird because back in the day, that one actually was the highest damage until they uh, like yeah. reworked him. Yeah, and then the other thing is it actually did get a damage buff in PvP in that they made the crit apply to PvP as well. Um, but then also adjusted the PvP damage, and I don't know by how much. How, how, what's the PvP damage reduction on it now on on Global Labs? 50%. Oh, really? Hmm. I yeah. think that's a worthwhile trade. So you gained 50% crit on it. And the current PvP reduction is 48.6, so we just lost an extra 1.5% damage for yeah. having the 50% crit. So I think I think that's a nice trade-off in terms of the damage department. It's just more so like the effects. Losing yeah. the effects are kind of weird. And the slow only lasts 5 seconds. Instead, most classes have like a 10-second. But it's good, though, because like, fuck slows. Even yeah. if they're on my class, I hate slows. So. <laughs> that's the same. I don't like the I don't like losing the burn though, and I think the DP is cool because, um, while I know you guys do get the DP for blocking, it it like weirdly doesn't give it to you unless you blocked for a second or two, which I always kind of hated. And I don't like one of the things about Tamer that everyone complains about is that it's squishy. And if they gave Vermilion Bird at least for large scale, because I know a lot of people use a Legendary Beast Dance for large scale too, or at least like some group stuff, like having that DP would be kind of cool it's kind of lame that got taken yeah i think uh one of the skills having like some sort of dp buff besides the block would be a uh, really nice for the class yeah um and then did so echo pierce they removed ultimate echo pierce this one i didn't fully understand because they didn't note it anywhere in here but i noticed oh wait yeah they did okay so the basic attack range of the skill has been applied to the attack range of ultimate echo peers accordingly the activation speed is the same the damage of the skill has been adjusted accordingly the effect reducing number of hits removed and the damage dealt in pvp adjusted accordingly so is this just effectively you just always have the ultimate now it's two hits yeah. in front of you okay is yeah. it slow because i know some people took i know some people took the or didn't take the ultimate to just have like the quicker hit is that just now not an option so kind of a nerf for those people I guess I always use ultimate. Yeah, because like it used to be more prevalent back in the day. So when they first added the ultimate version, uh, the ultimate version was just a buttload slower. But they, it's I don't remember what year, but they they at one point they did like a change to the animation speed. Because I remember balance. I remember there were some combos back in the day before ultimate where you would weave in like three uses of Echo Pierce. But yeah, those days are kind of long gone. I actually like those old combos because what you used to do is you'd try to stand to the side of the person and then both hits from the forward and the back of Echo would hit them. Yeah, if you like lined up beside their body. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the super armor stun. <laughs> uh, it was so good. Um, Nayashi, do you have any, any thoughts on the rework so far? I want to talk about 
what you guys want to see after, but I'm curious, Nash, if you want to give us a breakdown while I use the restroom of your, your thoughts from what you've heard so far. I mean, to me, honestly, it sounds like a lot of the things that you guys needed were, for the most part, addressed in some capacity. Um, it seemed like you guys were pretty happy with a lot of the changes. So, um, Do you feel like, I mean, based on what I heard, though, it seems like your guys' role in large scale probably didn't really change much. Like yeah. as far as your your tier of position in large scale, so I mean that's kind of still a bummer for you guys for sure. Um, I'm I mean, trying to make myself be myself be a little more positive about it, more so because if you look at like the first couple lines of the thing, they said that they still are reworking two skills, roaring and breath spike, and yeah. they're adding a new skill where they took away cloud ride. So, like, depending on how good that new skill is, it yeah. could change the entire thing, right? Yeah, they, it could give you some sort of utility or, you know, SA trade skill that you guys desperately needed for large scale or... Yeah. yeah. I mean, ultimately, you guys are still squishy, so um, that's always going to be a common issue that you're going to run into with large scale, so... so Although, yeah. nowadays, who isn't squishy? I think, um, overall... Like the there's like good parts about the rework, but I feel like what if what really happened is they just moved stuff around. Like they moved like protect or not protections, but like damage around and stuff like that. But it doesn't feel like anything about the class identity or like how it is right now on live really changed in uh yeah you guys it, like you said they basically just shifted a few things around and you know maybe up some damage numbers so you feel more modern, but ultimately still kind of the same sort of major issues with large scale so yeah let's say because we know we saw kind of with ranger and warrior and then they they sort of halted it with the rest of classes but obviously there's going to be like multiple weeks of changes once they finish the rest of the reworks um i guess with succession first balance what are you hoping that they still add uh, uh for succession they need this is like a lot of work, so I don't think they're gonna end up doing this. But they need to like rework the cheesy playstyle succession. Like they need more power into the like the actual tamer abilities themselves, like lightning of earth, mm -hmm. and less power into the pet traps. Euchre for succession. I 100% I agree with that on the succession because it's like it's not very intuitive to play against and it's not very intuitive to play as. You're basically just rotating, roaring, and void lightning for them to get a catch. You fish for your grab. If you don't get the grab, you cancel it with WW and then you rinse and repeat, bounce around and keep fishing until they get stunned or you get decent call in WW through the gap. So it, it would be really nice if the if they somehow figured a way to make this Halang mounted combat actually good, I would take that over the current playstyle any day. They just got to figure out. What yeah, if yeah for the, succession. What if they made the Halang combat where you move just as fast as a Nova? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, what what could they do? Let's let's say hypothetically speaking, they did adjust that. But what what could they do or what would you hope they would do for succession? specifically for large scale to improve it in large scale like what specific changes does suck need to make it like oh you could actually take this to a node war it needs protection on its damage skills right now it has none basically most of succession's damage comes from uh 
uh, the Rabombs, and then yeah, basically just the Rabombs. It needs like some sort of protected damage that it just doesn't have. I would like them to keep indexing for Succession to be almost completely Haylang mounted combat. Personally, I would like if they found some kind of way to make it so that Haylang is killable in a like in a decent capacity, but while she's mounted on him, he like takes up, he eats a portion of the damage. Cause like currently you'll just get blasted before you can do anything. And I think that would be a pretty cool playstyle, honestly, like just riding around on the dog, smacking people with stiffens and, you know, kind of getting into the thick of it. Right. And there's counterplay because like, you know, you don't have really have any protections while on the dog. So you're face tanking the damage, but make it so that, you know, it's not just like a one shot before you can do anything. Like I, I like the concept of the Haylang mounted combat. Um, all right. So for awakening, um, I mean, you both seem like, like positive on what the changes are, but then when it comes to large scale, you feel like it's not going to be enough. So what Kerr, you first, what, what, uh, I don't know, what are you still hoping that they change? Because there probably will be some... Like, I'll, I'll give an example of a major change for Ranger that actually changed twice. So they have a, that new skill that's an AoE um, called Spirit Galaxy that got... Um, it was just super armor damage, which I thought was pretty cool. And then week two, they removed the super armor from it. And then week three, they added the super armor back. So they're willing to make pretty major changes to a skill like that, like adding or removing protection. So uh, what specifically are you hoping for? I guess for large scale, like to be more large scale focused for Awakening. I don't know. I, Tamer is really a really weird one for large scale in the sense that it's like, or like group content where it's like, if someone's a ninja god or a sork god, they can go into large scale PvP and do really well. And you can tell that there's that learning curve slash performance curve there, right? But where it's like with Tamer, even if you're like a god on the class, you're really limited on your performance. Like I, like, I feel like she just needs more ways to get that damage off in large scale. Um, and in exchange, maybe toning down her 1v1 potential a decent bit in exchange. Like I think that would be a really nice trade. But how they accomplish that, I'm not exactly sure and i don't think it's like a one thing could change things but it would be really nice if they like depending on what that new skill is that they said they're going to change that they're going to add and the change the two changes to roaring and breath spike it could be you know it could be what she needs right so tamer is getting i actually didn't even read that this is how behind i am because of the trip (laughs) so they said that tamer is going to get a new skill still yeah, so if okay. you look if you look go to the video foundry global notes, mm-hmm. the first box of ah, blue text. Look up there and, and read that. Right. So in addition, new skill will be added in place where the flow cloud riding skills disappeared. Cool. Um Yeah, and then they said uh they will be cha- there will be further reworking roaring and I think breath spike, I think that's what it said. Um in the sentence before or after it. So depending on what they do with those three skills, you know, it could be we could be seeing a completely different like outcome, right? Pull resonance stab. Is that the Rabom? Yeah, that's uh the way I understand it, that's the level fifty eight Rabom breath okay. spike that you flow into out of jolt st- jolt stab. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, got it. I, the new skill could be interesting. So the Sork had the same thing where they didn't get their new skill for a week. And then when they got it, it's kind of like an AoE super armor ability. But it's actually pretty crazy because they ended up removing four blades as an option and using adding that new skill as one of their cores. So it's possible this new skill is actually pretty impactful. Maybe. I guess yeah. it just depends what it is. I mean, right? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, it could be Seismic Blast tier, or it could not, <laughs> right? So it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it just depends on what side it's going to fall on. Could it be Seismic Blast tier? I don't know if it's going to be Seismic Blast tier. That's high, that's um, high, that's some high, high hopes. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Not a lot of skills that are Seismic Blast tier. Um, but uh, overall, I will say that I think that this is seeing the Tamer rework should feel good to a lot of diehards for their classes that haven't yet gotten rework reworked because they did some changes and move arounds that didn't hurt the identity slash feel of the class. Right. And considering she's one of the oldest classes, that was one of my biggest things where it's like, sure. Okay. I don't expect the class to become instantly meta or broken, but don't change what I love about the class that I've played for half a decade now. And I, and they did do a good job of playing safe and not hurting the core feel. I don't know if balance feels the same, but I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Divius is saying a lot could happen. Suck striker week one felt like this, uh, felt the same with rage hammer discharge week two on. It feels like a whole new class in every good way possible. So, I mean, there's been a lot of changes yeah. at like week two and three. So, who knows? Especially when there's an entire new skill not in there. You never know. Um, balance for you, it, like the your major hope for Awakening um, with future changes? Uh, slam super armor. Get rid of, or or frontal. Like honestly, like it, just some sort of protection. Maybe make it like cancelable earlier into the animation. If the new and skill ends up being like protected damage, then does Celestial Slam really need it, or would you be fine with leaving it? Uh, I'd be more inclined to leave it. I guess it it depends on like how that new skill like fits into the kit, though. I'm gonna laugh if it's just like a unprotected damage, single target damage skill. Yeah, that <laughs> a, a new yeah, combo like... skill. Yeah. yeah. Even further boosting her one v one, which is like, ugh, why? I'd like a beast rampage to be a little bit bigger, AoE, and they made it bigger, which I'm glad about. But a little bit bigger, like, yeah. Someone Either else was saying Legendary Beast Dance too. It's kind of unfortunate it didn't get any AOE size increase. Yeah. I mean, I had a really nice idea where if, where they could incorporate free cuz like it, it seems like they want Legendary Beast Pant or Beast Pants, Beast Dance to be her main skill, right? Like her main damage skill cuz the other skills don't do as much damage. I was hoping that they would somehow incorporate Legendary Beast Dance because you have the four stances that you hardly ever use. Make mm. it so that whichever one you use last empowers Legendary or Beast Rampage with a different effect for like five seconds or something. Like I, that's what I was kind of hoping for. And you know, maybe they'd figure out how to do something like that. But yeah, yeah, Legendary Beast Pants is the new think skill. <laughs> <laughs> other thing they could do is move the beast rampage aoe to be like a little more in front of you instead of around you it feels kind of like a lawn's blade dance basically it feels like very similar to that skill yeah it looks like it too now with the animation change to be honest yeah 
Kind of has the same vibe. Um, is there anything with your guys' mobility or going in and out? Like one of the things Warriors complain about is disengaging. Do you guys feel like your disengage is decent? I know you were complaining about the iframe on Cloud Ride, or at least on the flow portion. Um, is that the only real thing you, you feel like it needs or does it have like ways to get out of sticky situation? I think making that an iframe would make it like mostly what it needs i do think the class is like pretty slow though compared to a lot of the modern classes just from like point a to point b movement but the main thing is definitely just like cloud ride iframe yeah like as a tamer i feel like i mean once you get in you're either into you die or they die the best way to get out is to you know hope they die before you die which used to be different which which is one of the main reasons why cloud ride was originally nerfed where it's like okay if you're in above over your head you know you could pop cloud ride sort of like guardians do infernal nemesis and fly out right right but yeah i think like the main at least when i'm like in group fights or anything i'm not like getting out by outrunning whoever i'm fighting against or like just running away from that i usually have to use terrain to like put myself in a really weird situation that is not favorable to chase me in Yeah. But again, I am not I am not on this train of increase every class's mobility insanely and every class has to be like awakened Nova. I to right, make that right. clear. Like, yeah, it's 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 she's not as mobile as a lot of other classes, but she is more mobile than some classes. It's just that they kinda I would more so rather they tone down mobility as a whole and add more like more about controlling that movement that you do have and finessing it appropriately more so than just every class teleporting across your screen you know yeah yeah um do you guys like uh, design wise like the animation changes do you like what they did with the animations they look cooler which i like yeah dude tamer's animations are always top tier with like the blue lightning and the black ink strokes and and things like that it's it's always top tier all right, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about this Dark Knight and Valkyrie little teaser that we got, which is interesting because they they have like they literally have zero pattern for releasing these classes. Like week one, we get previews ahead of time. Week two, we get video the day Striker comes out. Week three, we get no video. Week four, we get no rework. Week five. We just get updates and no rework. It's like been so random. <laughs> I don't just, know what the hell. Uh, yeah, they, they basically just heard that, you know, we were expecting it to be in the order of how it is in the marketplace. And they're like, yeah, let's go ahead and like not do that. I also don't know how they plan on fitting five classes in like in one week. They <laughs> yeah. are doing one or two every week. Well, my, my guess, honestly, is I think that they're all around the rel like relatively the same like amount of progress is already done on them and they just expect them all to be done around that time uh it's the only thing that actually makes sense to me but i don't know who who knows like i don't think it's like i think because the way it's being released a lot of people think they're like oh okay we finished warrior now we're working on striker and it's like hey War striker's done now we're i i think all of them are like pretty close to being done and they're just releasing them when they actually are finished or at least when they feel they're mostly finished um 
So my guess is which wizard Musume will like that's supposed to come on the 22nd is pretty close to being done. Otherwise, they, it would probably be pushed back to the last week. But who knows? I, I guess we'll see. Um, so with their schedule, they announced that Tamer's coming on the 8th. Or Tamer came on the 8th. Uh, Valkyrie and Dark Knight are coming next Friday. And then October 22nd is going to be Witch, Wizard, Musa, Mewa. And then the 29th is going to be Kuno, Ninja, Mystic, Lawn, and Zerker. So five of them on that last week. And they are not making any major changes based on feedback between any of these launches. They're waiting until all of them are out before they do that. The only ones that are going to get changes are like Tamer, since it's getting the new skill. Um, and whatever classes, like literally where just something wasn't done yet. So they're releasing it the following week. Uh, so next week is going to be Valk and Dark Knight. And did you guys watch the skill teasers for these? I did not. Okay. Yeah, I did. So I will, uh, I'm going to stream this to you on Discord so you could see it in real time as we watch it. Um, let me know if Just you can so see we this. don't get flamed by the Dark Knight community, Dark Knight is weak and needs to be buffed. <laughs> she, she does no damage and she has infinite gaps in her skills. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Poor Dark Knights. All right, so this is the uh, this is the Valkyrie one. Um, I, both with Valkyrie and Dark Knight, they show Succession first, and then Awakening. So this is kind of like what the animations look like. Um, I don't know. They like Shield Throw to me looks a little bit different. I think the way the start of Judgment of Light looks is a little bit different. Um, and then it just shows a combo, and that's kind of all they show for Suck. And then they show a little bit more on Awakening. Uh, I'm really curious like how this class is going to feel when it's all done because Valkyrie is like one of these classes that I've been thinking about trying but I only node war and I don't want to be a, an alt bot personally so like one of the things is whatever they do with the teleport on this awakened Valk the teleport and then that skill that happens after it looks kind of crazy like it happens so quickly after um so this is the Valkyrie one. The Valkyrie skills, I think, because they're all yellow and a lot of pokes, they kind of all look the same. <laughs> so people don't really notice like what's what's different on them. Um, and let me pull up the Dark Knight one real quick. Uh, here we go. Um, and then this is the Dark Knight one. The Dark Knight one to me looks way more flashy. Like, I mean, they just. The, just starting with this first ability, like the uh, Obsidian Ashes looks a little bit different. Um, Wheel, Wheel of Fortune's AoE looks kind of insane. Lunacy's AoE looks kind of insane. They literally took what Tamer needed and gave it to Dark Knight, basically. <laughs> a class that already has a shit ton of damage and a shit ton of AoE and gave it more AoE. It's like... It's kind of weird, but yeah. they they have this new spinning slash thing that happens after airstrike, which looks pretty cool. Um, and then this, which kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, almost like it's like a three card Monty with like these roses, I guess. I don't know. Like it looks like you just stay invisible and then you kind of come out when you want, uh, or you come out or you could come out before the end of the animation. Um, and then Awakening shows, I don't know if this is, so first they show Grip of Grudge, which is interesting. They don't show it on anything, but they show Grip of Grudge, which every Dark Knight knows that skill has not been used since it came out. Um, but they show what looks like Shattering or a variant of Shattering or a new skill that kind of looks like Shattering, where it's just like an AoE in front of them. 
might be an entirely new skill, I don't know. And then they show kind of like a whole combination of stuff. And it looks insane to me. I don't know. Like the way everything looks is kind of nuts. Seems like most of the changes were in pre-awakening. Yeah. So this one, this is awakening, right? Or this end is awakening, right? Or am I nuts? The only thing it that has... looks like they changed is that like shattering skill in oh. awakening, right? Yeah, maybe because they do. Well, they do. He uses seed, right? The little seed thing to scoot back. And I think he uses Dark Nebula right there too. Yeah, you, so this is definitely Awakening here. Um, and that skill has a core, right? That looks like a core version. It has those like explosions like the core. Yeah. So maybe that is Shattering. But I think if that is Shattering and Shattering doesn't move you backwards, people are going to be pissed. But it might just be a new skill entirely. I, I don't know. Um. Yeah, not not seed. Sorry, trap of Vadir. I didn't mean seed. It, it looks like trap of Vadir. So he does like spirit legacy, dark nebula, and then it looks like trap of Vadir to scoot back, and then he uses this either this new skill or this new version of shattering, whatever it is. Um, not not exactly sure what it is, but it definitely is has a core attached to it. Let me see if he does it in this first part. Yeah, th this part doesn't look like it has the core. Am I crazy in seeing the core animation? on the end here like it looks like it has those purple explosions that core skills have but i don't know anyway the animations look freaking cool on this so i don't did you guys have any first impressions or any feelings on on those skills they or made wheel and lunacy way bigger they did dude they made wheel freaking huge um i don't know do you guys think the DK community will still spread propaganda that the class is weak and unplayable even after this? It's definitely a really bad and unplayable class, dude. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it looks like that like new flow out of airstrike still like there's still a protected unprotected point, right, with airstrike. I wonder if like you can like cancel airstrike pretty well with it. Yeah, with that new one. I don't know cuz it looked like it happens after. But it's hard to tell. Um, this is the other one. I, I don't know, the Valk one, it's hard to, like, be excited about because it's, uh, they didn't really show anything, like, too crazy with it. Um, this is the new Shy. So Shy is one of the classes that is not getting reworked, but they showed off two new abilities anyway, um, which makes me wonder if some of the newer, older, wait, let me see, how do I phrase this? Some of the older, newer classes might get some stuff like Guardian and Hash since they're not quite, you know, Nova level, like Awaken Hash anyway. Because um, I know that's been one of the things I know a lot of Guardians are like, dude, like we're going to be so far behind after these reworks. Uh, and then Shy was just one of these classes that feels like needs to be reworked anyway. But anyway, so these are the new Shy abilities. Uh, they only show two. So it's like one, This that kind of looks like that Maywa skill to me and then a doki v skill where you throw your boomerang down and slide on it which actually looks like a lot of movement and they use it like back to back that's really good because shy's movement in the current game is atrocious bro really atrocious yeah it, it is but the flooring attack skill is weird it, like it looks like um god what is that skill is nayashi back he said he'll be right back there's a mewa skill where like they slash and uh 
I think it's like the flow to blooming or whatever. Like where you just see like a tornado in front of them. It's like what this looks like. Yeah. Cyclone slash. Yeah, that one. That's what it looks like. And then the skateboard. I don't know. It looks kind of cool. And I guess that's I think that's exciting. nice. Yeah, because it's like, well, it's like even if your class isn't one of the first 17, you know, there might be something that they feel you need. Mm-hmm. And I know the, the, the little boomerang ride was ported over from uh, mobile because she's had that on mobile for a long time now. So, I mean, there's nothing that says that they couldn't give anything to some of those like in-between classes, right? Like you said, like Hash and Guardian and Shy and such. Yeah, like obviously Corsair and Sage don't need anything, but I, I do feel like, and maybe even Suck Hash, is it feels pretty modern. But some of the, like Guardian, I could see Guardians feeling like, I don't know, a little bit outdated once all these reworks are out when you compare to the new classes and then Awaken Hash too a little bit. Um, I don't know, but I don't know like how excited I should be, <laughs> you know? Like I, I, I basically am like maining Hash right now and in Node War it's crazy. Like I, it has so much, like on paper it has everything you need for large scale, but then like the damage output is so slow that you have to stay there for so so long to kill somebody that it's like really difficult to actually secure a kill. It'd be nice to see some succession guardian changes. That's kind of like the forgotten spec. One of the, it hasn't really had anything happen to it for a long time now. Anything meaningful? So, I'd be cool with some succession guardian changes. But I think awakened guardian is fine. Dude, awakened guardian does what she needs to do. I don't think she needs many changes in that sense, but I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Balance, do you have anything tagged or plan to have anything tagged? Uh, I have hashtag, but I've not done anything with my hash in a couple months. Is there anything like with the reworks that would make you want to tag something else? Like, are Probably there any classes? No. What about you, Kerr? I know you're a serial retagger. Tagging? Tagging with Tamer is really weird, bro. Cause like, let's say for like for example, if you play, you know, one class, like like let's say you play something like Witch Wizard. I mean, it's like those classes are they kind of have a similar feel to them, right? Or like if you bouncing from like Sork to Hash or Ninja and things like that, they all have like they all fit similar roles and like styles. But Tamer is kind of weird because it's like if if you play Tamer there really isn't another class in the game that gives you that feeling of like pure control over your character like Tamer does in my opinion so it's really like I don't know tagging to find another class you enjoy is hard with Tamer more so than it's like tagging to like goof around with other things um uh, I don't know maybe archers kind of has been kind of like a fun thing on seasonal but it's not very fun in the actual game sadly just cuz of the meta mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm not too crazy interested in a lot of the reworks other than like seeing what they do to Musa, Mewa, and Kuno. Why those three? Uh, just more so because like the time, like the olden days, it was such a different game with like Musa, Mewa being everywhere were probably some of the most predominantly seen classes in the game, especially during the times where like Gahaz was the peak of the game. Um, and just to have like some more diversity 
and see things that you don't very see, like see often. Cause, um, I took a lot of time over the last like two weeks, just spamming seasonal RBF and just, you just, I saw so many Kunos and Mooses and Mewas and it was just like, damn dude, this is like another game inside the game. It's like, we're in a time capsule. And obviously you still had the busted classes. Like you'd see your Novas and shit and Corsairs everywhere, but it, I don't know. I just like to think of a world where you see all of those old classes again. And, uh, I'm really curious to see how they bring those back into viability because I think mm. that's going to be pretty hard. So it's more so from a point of interest, more so than like, I want to play that. Yeah. What, uh, what classes are you most worried about post rework that you think are going to end up being way too strong? The same classes that are already busted sort ninja, dark Knight. uh, yeah, I mean, the classes that are already crazy strong. Which wizard? Because, you know, we've which wizard's always strong no matter what. Yeah, we've seen that world. I uh, think warrior's going to be OP. You think so? Yeah. What about for large scale? I don't know, but just in general, it feels like all it got was boss after the class is already good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, wizard witch is interesting because... There's like some really obvious things that it needs, but then uh, it, it's like so easy to make it too strong because it has range and massive AoEs. Like, I, we talk about this a lot on, on the podcast, but would you guys be opposed to Awakening Wiz Witch having split TP? Probably not. It depends on, or it depends on what else they do with the kit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of weird, dude. I, I don't know. I'm more so in favor of lowering the amount of mobility into the game, but making your decisions that you make more meaningful, more so than having tools to make up for you making bad decisions, personally. So, right. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of them adding split TP to all uh, variants of Witch Wizard. Um, should they give Musa and Mewa a grab? No, because <laughs> like one of the one I... of the arguments I made a long time ago was well, er everyone I think when you looked at Musa Mewa was like, well, the mobility is so crazy, it's so precise, it's fully protected. If you gave it a grab, it'd be just so easy to get a grab off. And then like Sage came out, and I was like, I guess that's out the window. I guess that's I totally think... okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think that if they gave Musa Mewa a grab, it wouldn't change anything in the sense that it wouldn't ruin the game any more than a lot of these new classes are anyway. So, like, I, I think that would be okay, but I don't think it's going to instantly fix all of their problems. I mean, I think they need more impactful things like chase cleansing slows off of you when, it, when it's... um. Uh, off cooldown and mm. things like that more so like just ways to get in do your damage and get out kind of like their old play style was without being screwed by any kind of a slows and things but that's just kind of my my opinion i'm just more in favor of all grabs being nerfed across the board more so than introducing more grabs but i think if they did introduce grabs to musa Mewa, i mean it's not going to be any more broken than the stuff we already have right I feel like it ruins the class identity, personally. 
I, I just feel like with how long the class hasn't had a grab, giving it a grab just, like, completely changes how the class would function. At least in, like, 1v1 in small scale. Do you think, uh, Balance, starting with you first, because this one's kind of, it's a heavy topic. Not everyone agrees. I, I always see people asking for, with the reworks, either more block break stuff for classes that don't have grabs, or just giving classes that don't have grabs a grab, or adding a parry system, or, um adding a CC escape or a CC break, all sorts of stuff, um, things that you see in fighting games. And one of the main suggestions that I've said is they really should just increase the cooldown of grabs across the board and unify the fact that every grab on fail should have a, in my opinion, the same amount of downtime as a failed grab uh, like where you're open, kind of maybe similar to like Ninja Kuna where where you fail grab, it looks like you're almost stiffening yourself for a, a half second or whatever um and like the minimum cooldown in my opinion the at like bare minimum cooldown for like a melee grab should be 15 seconds and if your grab has range should be 20 or 25 um and that way people would just overall be less frustrated because you'd just be getting grabbed less you'd have more time to deal with a class that has a grab and be aggressive and it, you just wouldn't be getting grabbed as often which i think when people get grabbed they just get tilted because most of the time it's out of mobility or out of something that they're used to being protected in. Uh, your kind of thoughts on grabs in general balance and the idea of uh, changing the cooldowns on them. So I agree with you and for the most part. I just feel like if they were to change grab cooldowns, they'd have to balance a lot of classes in other ways. Mm -hmm. Because like you look at a class like Striker, at least in well, like 1v1 where grab actually... like. It, I feel like in group play, grab is like kind of whatever. It's still pretty useful, but the smaller the fight, the more impactful it is. And in like 1v1, a class like Striker kind of can't function without its grab. Like the grab is like basically the whole playstyle of the class, right? So you'd have to do a lot of like tuning. But but you, I think you know my opinion on grab. I think grab is like by far like the strongest thing in a class's kit. But I also think grab is actually... It's very low floor to utilize, but it's also a really high ceiling to use its full potential. Kerr? I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like, I, def I, I mean, I personally would take it as far as, like, grabs having as much as a 25, 30 second cooldown and none of them being protected personally. Mm -hmm. But at the same token, if they did that, I do think that classes like Sork should not have gapless iframes and I think that would be a fine trade-off where it more so comes down to like the art of the catch more so than like focusing purely on the grab but to say that completely nerfing grabs would fix the game isn't exactly true because 90% right. of the time when a Nova kills you, she's not grabbing you. She's killing you standing up or awakened Sage. He 90% of the time isn't killing you, grabbing him, even though he can with his range grab, not 90% of the time you're dying standing up just through the pure damage or like, you know, like you nerf grabs to the ground. Well then what happens with a class like Sork who is already able to virtually stay you know, unpressured, un like not hittable for long periods of time, or even with uh, Corsair. So, like, I think grabs definitely need to be toned down. But in exchange, a class shouldn't be able to chain, you know, iframes for like fourteen seconds. You know. Yeah, 
this one's a little bit harder to frame, but we'll start with you, Kurt. Um, you guys feeling on SA blocks, Warriors block, um, Valkyrie block, Nova block, Guardian block. Basically forward guard and SA at the same time. I don't know, dude. I, I, I felt more passionate about this one and were more annoyed about this one back when Suck Hash was like everywhere with like the block jump going through my block and CCing me anytime I block or use a frontal ability, right? So I felt much more passionate about that one where like they should all be it or none of them. But yeah, I mean, I, I think block should just be frontal, especially since like I've been goofing off on like Archer a lot lately as my seasonal character. And it's like, and even in the regular game, if, if with a lot of classes, if they put up block, they just win because you can't pressure their block most of the time because most of the classes that have this SA blocks have some of the highest health pools and base stats in the game and all of that is calculated into your block as well so yeah I don't think block should be SA and frontal balance uh I think it's like a weird balancing idea where classes that don't have grabs can't really deal with it but for but like the classes that do have it for the most part kind of need it because they don't have enough like tools outside of it. So I think the best thing to do is either, or actually is just to like give classes that don't have grabs, like ways to actually deal with essay block or to just remove essay block and give the tools that the classes would need to function without them, the tool, the tools, right? Yeah. I mean, I would even be fine with, making it so that there's like a trade-off because in a lot of other games if somebody's blocking and you hit them while they're blocking you chip away at their stamina bar as well so it's like even if they're staying completely protected they can't just sit there and turtle behind block and wait on cooldowns and then just mobility away so I, I think there's a lot of things that they could do with block to make it so that classes that can't just grab them have options so yeah <clears throat> we had a uh God, like a long time ago when we had uh, Kareem on, um, he had two interesting ideas for uh, resource consumption in blocks where either A, after a second or two, your stamina bar starts going down or after holding block for a second or two, you lose the SA. So you only have it when you first start blocking and then it goes away after like 1.5 or 2 seconds. So you aren't encouraged to just sit there in the block for extra long periods of time. Um... Which I, I Which like would, the idea of both of those. What were you saying? Yeah. That that would be uh, pretty effective against, I think, majority of the classes um, that sit in block. But a class like Warrior, for example, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like stamina bar kind of negligible to them with some of their mobility skills. It probably hindered them a little bit, but like if they were completely out of stamina, but... Yeah, it'd more so probably have to be the essay. But then even like like with Warrior though, they don't really stay they don't typically just sit in the block forever. Yeah, typically, anyway. but they can if they need to. They can if they need to. Um Yeah. So I don't know. Uh it it, it would be kinda cool if there was some sort of pressure. I mean, one of the things that he pointed out and broke it down like really simply is like if let's say, for example, you are a Musa and you're going against a warrior or a guardian or, or whatever class, um, when they're in block, 
typically the only resource that they're losing is their block gauge, which is like one of the most easy resources to manage. Whereas the Musa that's trying to put pressure on you is both putting itself at risk, but also using stamina, using cooldowns, um, yep. using WP, whatever. It's like going through like its entire set of resources to put pressure on you and typically getting nowhere. Whereas during that time, the warrior's recovering HP and stamina <laughs> and getting yeah. their cooldowns back. So it's like, I don't know. The trade-off just isn't there. Yeah. That's one of the main drawbacks. And then on top of that, after expending those resources to <laughs> maybe tickle their, uh, their interest um, to engage on you, you basically probably get slowed from them countering with like a Gravedigger or Ground Smash, and it just doesn't end well. Doesn't end well. But those are different issues entirely. <laughs> well, what do you think about... So I don't know if you remember when Sage first came out, the Sage block was bugged in the sense that while you were blocking, you didn't regen stamina. Your stamina stopped where it was when you began blocking. Mm -hmm. So like, what do you think about that as like a solution where it's like yeah you can block and stay and and like tunnel like that and fish for cooldowns but you can't use it to regen your stamina bar and right. things like that i i like the idea like on warrior it makes the most sense because they're like recover stamina in in ford f but on some classes it like on on guardian i mean i i don't know how much you play awaken guardian curve but like guardian actually does use stamina um in combat and if they didn't recover any in their block would be pretty rough like maybe that's why i kind of like the idea of the way um kyrim described it where it doesn't block lock or sorry stamina lock or uh, consume until after like a second of time so you recover for a second and then it stops or i don't know something along those lines but yeah that it was interesting it's funny because on sage when they did that then the following patch when they changed it to recover stamina they also reduced the stamina cost of rift chain and a bunch of other things to just make it all of a sudden feel like stamina didn't matter at all yeah <laughs> they just went like full 180 yeah, yeah i don't know gonna do that i hope they just end up if they're going to continue down that trend with some of these reworks just remove stamina as a resource then in some in some capacity like i don't know yeah, but then Sork is a thing, and it's, yeah, uh, I know. There's, there's, there's issues for sure that would need to be addressed. Yeah, no, it's it's a weird thing as well because it's like, it's like, do you want the whole like triangle where it's like grab classes, counter, block counter classes, which counter like I don't know, crazy damage output classes. But it's like, well, then people there's a there's a meta, so then people only play certain classes. So if you play one of those classes that don't have what you need at the time, which is a essay block or a grab, then you feel then you feel bad. But then it's like if you get rid of grabs and nerf grabs to like a 30 second cooldown, then essay block classes like Suck Nova and stuff like that feel crazy oppressive. But then if you don't some like there's always someone that kind of gets shafted right when it comes to these like mmos so it's like finding some kind of a balance where everybody feels like they have their their role and they're able to be effective to some degree 
at least with the grab cooldown idea, it's not that their grab is no longer effective. It's just that there's a wider window of, you know, opportunity for yeah the punishment. Player. You can still hypothetically, you know, solo grab someone as a warrior example, solo grab, and then the fight's over. <laughs> so it's just like okay, in that case, in that particular scenario, you know, that nerf did and meant literally nothing. But in a case where you're fishing. And you miss your grabs here and there. Yeah, that can extend a fight and give the opposing player time to pressure. Yeah, I mean, I'm in, I agree. I'm in total agreement that grabs across the board should be put down to a 20 cooldown at minimal, 20 second cooldown. And I know a lot of people aren't. That's like a kind of like a hot take, but yeah. I mean, that's coming from a class like Tamer who has a grab animation that if you fail, you can just ww out of it right like i'm a yeah. class that benefits from an easy to use grab so that's just what i think i think grabs in general should be toned down a bit but i also at the same time don't think you should be able to chain together a ton of iframes so there's like a balance i guess i think i think you have to go to each class individually like i don't think just removing like or changing like all these systems for everyone really like works i think the best way to do it is just to go to each individual class because there's classes that have like grabs, for example, but are completely like significantly weaker than other classes that have grabs and yeah. same with the SA blocks. So I think going individually was way better of an idea. Yeah, it's just this is something about the seven second or eight second grabs, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's still a problem regardless <laughs> of yeah it's you know, like individually i think they i think i agree that they should handle some things individually for sure but i still think the grab cooldowns being able to apply that kind of pressure in such a little time frame is it's that's yeah. a little much yeah i've I, i've seen this or like experienced the other side of this a, a lot more lately since that i've goofed or goofed off of my like archer alt and it's like when you fight a lot of classes like warrior and stuff where it's like well a lot of times, or even like lawns, they like fly in, they WF fish for the knockdown. If they don't get it, they fish for the range grab and then they fly away and wait for the cooldown, right? So, and there's not really a lot of counterplay in that sense. So, like making grabs more punishable is definitely something that I'm in favor of. A favor of it just, I guess it just depends on like how they go about it and if they're willing to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. Yeah, balance. You're, I, I'm gonna go ahead and assume I already know how you feel about it. But your your thoughts on resistances? Get rid of them. <laughs> Get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. We've had like, God, I want to say over the course of two and a half, almost three years. Actually, we're coming up on three years of doing this podcast. We've had only one guest that I can remember that thought like resists it. were a good thing. And yeah. I think that that person has changed their mind or is playing New World full time. So I, I, it's like I never run into people that are like, dude, let's keep resists. It, it's so weird that that hasn't been changed. I, I don't know. Yeah, like resists are such a weird one where it's like with resist, there's always going to be a RNG component to whether you win or not. But without resists, then it's like if you have the ability to get some kind of range cc off you it becomes crazy oppressive so like uh there's there's there really is a balance but i don't think that 
RNG should decide so many of your battles. And I, and, I, and I don't think getting rid of resist would have as big of a negative impact on the game now as it would before, since almost every class has some capacity of rotating protections anyway. Yeah. So like if, if in a world where we didn't have as many protections as we do now, I think removing resist could be a negative thing. But we, everybody has so many protected skills and they're constantly adding and changing them anyway that the game has become like... It's not like a get CC'd or get comboed and stand up and you have one more chance like it used to be. It's more of a, the the fight is in the art of the catch, right? Like th- that that is the challenge. It's the art of getting the catch and having as little of that be up to RNG as possible is definitely in the f- good of the game. So I, mean, I think yeah. it'd be okay. I, and just in case I got it, I heard you wrong. I feel like it's no longer about the art of the catch anymore. I, I think the game's moved away from that. In it's what way? More, it, you think so? In a lot of capacities with how strong a lot of these classes are, you don't even have to catch someone necessarily anymore. I mean, that it's is true, lot. yeah, actually. Like the, the art of the catch was, that was the old BDO. That's the BDO like, I was fully invested in. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, you're not wrong in, like, the way Nova functions and Sage functions, but there's still a lot of classes that don't... If you're 1v1-ing somebody, there's... Yeah, I would say, like, maybe 15% of the classes are like that, but the rest are not. From, like, a Tamer perspective, it's an all or nothing. You you aren't going to chip anybody down. You're not going to trade them. You're either going to get the catch and kill them, or you don't get the catch and you die so it's like but from like these newer classes obviously they can just destroy you standing up i mean even like you know decently geared dark knights in the same sense so it's like i guess it really just depends on the situation right i guess but i do agree i i I will say which would be a nice segue i don't throw i don't lump grab in there as like a part of the you know it's that's the that's the art of the catch kind of thing, even though technically it should be classified as that. It's just in a lot of capacities, and this is just my personal opinion, I, I just don't, in a lot of ways, I, I don't see, like you said yourself earlier, it's low skill ceiling in a lot of cases, but there is high there is potential for high skill ceiling with grabs, but I feel like in majority of cases, it's more on the low, skillings, uh, it's low skill ceiling. So there's not really much art of the catch involved with it in personal opinion i think this is coming from someone who obviously doesn't use a grab so obviously a lot of bias there so i think for most players and it does depend on the grab to some extent but for most players like grab is kind of low floor it depends on like and i just say that it's high ceiling because at least in my perspective right yeah it's very easy to pun for me to punish misgrabs personally. Yeah. Even striker grab the gap for me with like moonlight core is very easy to punish. So if you fuck up your grab and you are in a class that it's literally completely protected for, I'm gonna kill you for it. And also, I I feel like grab is such a strong mechanic. Like if you know exactly how a class works, like for example DK or hash. You can, or even Guardian, you just count iframes and then you have guaranteed grab and you win. There's nothing they can do about it. And that's like where I see the high ceiling part of the grab. Where you just 
get a slow on an opponent that doesn't necessarily have as many iframes or those kinds of uh, movement abilities to protect themselves and outplay a grab potential and you just go in and easily grab them. Yeah. So yeah, I, like I said, just my own take on it, I guess. Do you guys think that it's time for a DP rebalancing? Because in the current state of the game, I mean, this is the way I feel. I don't feel like DP really even does anything unless it does. And if it does, it does a lot. But most of the time, it's not really doing anything in terms of PvP. You're saying just in general, you're asking like if we feel DP does anything? Like, no, not does anything, but do you think that DP scaling should be rebalanced than the way it currently is? Well, I, I think about this all the time because on one hand, I'm like, yeah, it would be really nice if we could all feel a little bit more tanky. And then I remember how Mystics and Strikers would also benefit from that. And then I think, nah, I'm good on that. I'm yeah. good on that. And it's funny because from a lot of Mystics and Strikers I talk to, their point of view is that they go into large scale and they just die, which is why I think a, a better solution uh, would be changing large scale to where people want to split up and do different tasks instead of ball v ball. That way these tanky classes can feel like they're actually tanky when they're in a 1v2 or a 1v3. Um, I agree with that completely. Yeah, and, and I still also think like DP would feel a little bit better if Nova wasn't too strong and if Sage wasn't too strong. Because like, I, I think your DP does matter in, in a lot of matchups. Uh, just, but it depends. Like some of, the, some of the classes, like, I don't know. They kind of make your DP feel not, not very good. Because so. like, I feel like in the state of the game, the only thing that really matters nowadays is your AOE and being, and can you, like, does your kit give you the tools to get your damage off personally? Yep. So it's like, I, I don't, I don't really feel like DP even matters unless you're fighting somebody that's so much under you. And even at that point, no matter how much DP or evasion you have, like these new classes, like 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 Sage, their kit gives them all the accuracy they're gonna need anyway. So, I just feel like DP, the way DP scales and the functionality of DP is outdated and needs a look. But that's just my opinion, just because again, I feel like the only thing that matters is your how much AOE is in your kit, and does your kit give you the tools to get into position to get that damage out? I'm. Yeah. From my viewpoint, this is completely biased, and I know it's biased. I don't want DP to be any stronger than it is because I don't like getting gear checked. <laughs> As someone who isn't like a super geared player, I don't enjoy getting gear checked. So I know that feel all too well. Because yeah. it's more like it's one of those things where it's like if you play a class like Musa, Mewa, and things like that, it's like no matter how much gear you have, your kit doesn't. It doesn't and won't give you the tools to get into position to even do that damage more so than like it being a gear thing. So like, it's like, what's the point with the DP if it's on the high end, like kit differences personally, you know, what's really funny too, is because I, I hear this conversation all the time where it's like, when you have a bunch of DP, you feel all the time like, ah, dude, I, I got all this DP and I just die instantly. It doesn't matter. Wish my DP but mattered. But then yeah, when like you're less. but then when you're killing, when you're PvPing, you hear ninety percent of people, if you're not a sage or a Nova or like maybe a Zerker, people are like, God, dude, I, I just don't do enough damage. This is useless. I in Node War I run in all these people I can't kill. 
It's like this weird... I don't know if it's just like the gear yeah. disparity is so big, but it's like half the people feel like they don't do any damage, and the other half feel like everyone does way too much damage and they just die instantly. That's why I like said DP is weird. It's like because it's like it it either does nothing or it does everything, right? It's one of those things where it feels like it's not doing anything for you, or you feel like this guy does no damage to me. I think a lot of that has to has to do with like basically if you don't get it's whether you get up or not, right? And if you get up, DP is like infinitely more useful than if you don't get up. Yeah, that's probably a lot of it. Well, I, I honestly think, like, I value pretty highly being able to get off more than one ability when you're not CC'd. Because, like, if you jump into a group, or, like, let's say you're in a 2v2 or a 3v3, and you die by your second ability if you're only using protected skills, like, it's pretty... Yeah. yeah, it's pretty major to yeah. be able to survive for four or five abilities versus, oh, I did one skill, now I have to run away, you know? Like, having yeah. a little bit of DP... It, Everyone, I, you're gonna die if you get CC'd mo 95% of the time. But for me, DP has changed to like you want to be able to survive when you're not CC'd, is the yeah. thing why DP becomes yeah, exactly. really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what Nayashi was saying, where it's like it's not really the art of the CC anymore in that sense or the catch. It's more so like, okay, does your class have a high enough burst threshold when using two skills to, you know, blow some people up and then get out? And yeah. in that situation, I can see that, yeah, it's not really about the art of the catch. It's about, does your kit give you those tools to get out some quick damage and two skills? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I feel like, that's why I feel like DP is kind of in a weird spot. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what you would do. It's kind of it's kind of weird. What, this is a really outlandish and not well thought out idea, but I was thinking if... So right now the way down smash works kind of gives like sorks or or rangers that have really low gear a little bit more of an ability to potentially kill people that outgear them but it doesn't make them do more damage in large scale which made me think wouldn't it be kind of interesting this is okay, only this is go. all in theory <laughs> but if they sort of reduced the damage of everybody Instead of giving everyone more DP, just reduce everyone's damage by like, I don't know, 5 or 10%, but make it so everyone can get one, just one guaranteed down smash so your combo can be longer if you end up catching someone in 1v1 so you still are able to kill them because you get off one or two more skills. But in large scale, everyone survives a little bit longer when they're not CC'd because everyone's doing less damage. I mean, I would even be okay with them shifting... AP bracket thresholds upwards in a way that didn't or for PvP specifically I know that's real would be really weird and hard to do but it's like you know like comparatively with all the AP they give away and the way AP scales it just infinitely outscales the way DP does mm -hmm. so like I, I mean I would even be in favor for in terms of PvP them shifting up like like in, like currently you know 269 being that big AP breakpoint for PvP. I mean, I would be even be okay with them shifting it up maybe 10 AP or something. Something that wouldn't have a crazy big impact, but it might have a little bit of a field difference in PvP. Yeah. I mean, the other thing... Because like a lot of times now, you just aim for like that 305 or whatever, and then you're just stacking accuracy, right? Right. Typically, yeah. 
Yeah, like one of the... I mean, I think the idea of special attack damage was there for that reason, to make you feel tanky in group fights, and then if someone catches you or CCs you, or even in a group fight, if you get CC'd, you kind of die a lot quicker. But it feels like damage has gotten to a point where you don't need to be CC'd to kill people a lot of the time. And the difference in whether they're CC'd or not doesn't feel that impactful, especially with like special attack evasion being a thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, almost like if they reduced everyone's damage a little bit, but buffed down attack or air attack. So the difference was like your air attack damage and down attack feels the same as today, but if they're not CC'd, it's less like something along those lines. Cause like, it, like I was saying, like outside of, I mean, I know Nayashi, you feel like it's not about the art of the catch anymore, but outside of like Sage and Nova, most matchups in a 1v1 scenario, which is kind of like, you're not going to die standing up usually. I mean, maybe like in your case against Corsair, I know Lorenz sent you to New World, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I know in like most matchups, typically speaking, you're not going to die. Like, right, so for example, like, I fight Sage all the time in large scale, and I'm just like, dude, I literally just die standing up. But if I 1v1 a Sage in Battle Arena, they're normally not killing me standing up because I'm able to sit there in frontal guard and kind of wait or stay back and then engage when I want to and control the fight more. It's like a totally different beast. So that's why I feel like in large scale, people do too much damage. In 1v1s, the damage is, it's okay for the most part. Obviously some exceptions, like Sage yeah. Nova, but... Um, I don't know. Uh, DKs I, I don't mean, kill you standing up. I mean, multi does. Like you don't get hit by two shift E's and die, or shift E and a shift Q. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, because I was doing that to people with hardly any effort. Yeah, I mean, but... I I don't know. Multi does that, but most DKs don't do that to me. Um, but I have a I have a decent amount of DP. Like I'm like 385 with Nuver. Um. With DR, so, yeah. yeah, you're in a, a little bit different gear bracket. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Multi does do that where it feels like, man, I, I literally can't use the super armor skill or he's going to kill me. But outside of multi, like, there's not a whole lot of DKs with... I mean, dude, that's the other thing, too, is, like, that's why it's, like, funny that people... It feels like DP doesn't matter, but at the same time, like, if you talk to any DK, I was, like, I remember talking to Smoover about this, and he's, like, yeah, if I don't have human damage, it feels like I don't do any damage. It's like the it's such a weird. I don't know. It's like we don't do enough damage, well, but we do way too much damage. Yeah, like you know, when uh, me and Bass were um, in large scale, we'd run the human damage. Yep. Because I mean, we dive in, we're gonna blow up with our gear anyways. We don't have enough DP to survive, so we maximize our output um, when we dive, and failed pretty well. You know, fared pretty well. Um, we would just. He'd obviously do a shitload better because he has a lot better positioning and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? There's, I, I there's mean... too many. There's too many different like scenarios. We're touching this, messes with this, touching that. I, I can't think of the answer. Yeah, maybe. I. I mean, I've been saying we need a uh, pant slot. We need some D DP pants that only give you defensive stats, you know? Yeah. We enhance my pants. They'll make a bunch of money off of it with cron stones and artisans. Uh, and artisans, yeah. That's true. Everyone will feel more know. tanky. I don't want people to be more <laughs> tanky. 
dude you know what's crazy about it it feels too? really weird though dude because it's like it that like negatively hurts classes that need combo and setup when killing someone yeah but true. it like it's like good for protection against these classes that are able, that have the kits to just melt someone while they're standing without ccs it's like well, a really hard balance to find you well i mean i guess this kind of goes to what frosty was saying earlier i think you were saying this frosty um make it so because you were you were mostly focusing on like the down smash and making sure 1v1s had more potential while that wouldn't impact the large scale at all um uh, i guess another kind of like way to look at that would be um maybe uh, they take less damage if it's like in super armors and whatnot but the special attack damage modifiers and whatnot have more impact and when you consider the fact that people have special evasion and whatnot that would help balance it out in a way mm-hmm. um potentially but um still be like really effective if those modifiers actually were to you know happen so i don't know that could be maybe something as well yeah i mean right now so uh special attacks like uh like down attack and um air attack have different modifiers in pvp than they do in pve maybe it would make sense to make them the same in pvp and pve and then just reduce the damage of the skills to make up the difference so it does the same when you're cc'd but less when you're not so for example down attack right now and in if you have a mob on the ground and your skill has a down attack modifier it's going to do um 1.5 times the damage against a player it's only 1.2 times so Maybe uh, maybe if that did 1.5 times against players, but then reduce the damage of all abilities to make up that difference, so you just do less when they're not CC'd, might actually make large scale feel better, and but leave 1v1 basically the same. Well, it it, it would also um, help out with what Kurt was saying. Basically, if someone that relies on comboing to deal their damage, they can actually benefit from that and still be effective in large scale without needing to require more gear in order to be effective. So I don't know. It could be an idea. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting conversation, honestly. Um, all right. I'm going to just go through some of these other, uh, PV or these, uh, global app changes. I wanted to talk about the dungeon, but because none of us did the dungeon, I feel like we probably shouldn't. I'll save that until, uh, next week because i'll be able to do the dungeon a few times this week um but i do want to talk about some of um this stuff so they added they're adding a new ping system um which is kind of cool so when you ping there will be a little icon with the pings and you'll be able to do them with like shift one two three and four um i saw someone say they stole them directly from league lawsuit coming But I, I don't care. I love them. I, I, we have needed pings forever. I yeah. can't believe it's just now coming. Um, you can also add, apparently you're going to be able to set like guild, like you'll be able to assign like a person in your party, like a leadership icon. So they have something above their head, which will be kind of cool. It's like, so for example, in this, in this example, it shows like a, uh, a person with a crown. So maybe if you put this crown on your shot collar, you just see the giant yellow crown around them so you know where they are at all times. Um, this is really cool. 
someone's saying we need a question mark ping to ping people that aren't listening to calls. <laughs> yeah. True. I think uh, even more like shot calling or like large scale coordinate coordinability. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It is always good. Just more information and more tools to the players when in terms of like group scenarios is always good. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even read this part. I'm looking at it now. Are we, are we going to be wearing the console costumes in siege now? Is that going to be mandatory what it looks for like, all of us? Dude. It oh looks like God. it will assign our own like little costume color. We're gonna get the no. uniforms, man. No, uh, it looks like Bugatti outfits. They do. I I liked this change for consoles because it made it so we could laugh at them more. And now we're getting it. No. Maybe they've seen a good like performance increases because of it, and they think that it would help in a or the the PC version as well. I mean, even if your character looks weird, if it means the difference between the, it being a stuttery mess and yeah. it actually running good, I mean, that's a trade-off you make, right? For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. They added, a, again, the bullet point. If a guild occupies the territory, they'll be able to participate in node wars and other territories. This has been in the patch on Global Labs like 12 times and not actually added to live server. Uh, so that's, that's kind of cool. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. The costumes look so bad. They do. It, it feels more like it, if it, I don't know how much it's going to actually help performance, but if it doesn't help it enough, then I'm just going to chalk it up to, it's a Bugatti sponsorship that they didn't want to talk about. <laughs> Cause it really does look like the Bugatti outfit a lot. <laughs> Uh, and I hope they give the short cape to Tamer and Zerkers. So, um, and May was sadly. Yeah, and May was. Hey, 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 don't do that shit. And May was. There was a uh, there was a new outfit that apparently all classes are getting, which I actually think looks really cool. But maybe I'm yeah. Alone in it's this. supposed to come next week. I like it. It's like an actual non-sexualized outfit. Yes, exactly. Which are so rare. It's like, like some steampunk kind of like. I really like the outfit. I need to find it now. Where is this outfit? Also, the Mewa one in game. The weapon on the Mewa one looks so cool to me. Yeah, actually, it did. Um. Okay. So here, here's the image of the female one. I'll post it in the chat if you guys haven't seen it. And then here's the female one without the cape. Post that also. And then the male one is also, it's like super, super steampunky. Um, whoops. I don't know, they're, they're pretty cool. I like, I'm with you, Curran. Like, I don't, it's so rare that we get an outfit that has actual like pants or leggings. It's always, I don't know, not this. So it looks really cool. It's a nice difference. Yeah. I like that they're, doing something different more than giving every class the checkmate outfit. <laughs> the checkmate outfit. I think we're uh, in the minority on this because people like like more skin and less coverage, but I don't know. I, I like something different. Like the thought of being able to have like 
actual armor or like you know some kind of like cloak and actual pants and stuff yeah all right so now that we've seen the class reworks uh schedule there every class is going to be on global apps by the 29th obviously all of them or most of them are going to have to be tweaked multiple times um when do you think the reworks are going to come to live server february uh yeah, I don't know. Probably January, February. Whenever the new game comes out. <laughs> yeah. When's Lost Ark? The new game out? already came out. The Lost, Lost Ark's not coming out like until March. February, dude. March. Oh, they go March. Perfect. Okay. It looks like a well, good so, time of year too. You know? So they always get you with the last, like the last line. They were like, "So our plan is to have, we'll have all of these reworks out by October, and mm -hmm. we'll make that by." not doing any changes. We'll wait till November and we'll spend the whole month of November to make changes. It's like, hell yeah, that means we're going to get it in December. Well, they said, well, we plan to release it in December, but that can be delayed right. due to complications. So it's like, okay, so it probably will get delayed. I think it's coming in December. I think it's coming. I think so? I do. And here's why. Because I think that even after they do like two, three rounds of changes, that they'll be close enough that they'll feel comfortable releasing it in December. And while still having a couple changes come to live server after it's out. Just because people are complaining so much about it, I think they're going to release it in December. Now, that is hinging on it all being out in October. If this October date gets pushed back anymore, then I don't think it's coming in December. I think there's, in fact, I think there's no way it's coming in December if, if any of these dates get moved back. Like if the 29th comes around, and they're like, sorry, Kuno and Ninja actually weren't done, then I, I'm retracting everything I just said. And it's coming <laughs> in 2022, probably with the release of Lost Ark. <laughs> I hate it for Musa, Me Musa, Mewa, Kuno, and Ninja. Not so much Ninja, because Ninja's fuck Ninja, but it's like, it's it, you can tell that they saved them for last on purpose, and I feel like it's more so that they're going to get a lot of the same cookie cutter changes to both. So it's like they're being rushed. I feel honestly, cause it's like, why would, why else would they think that they can pump out four classes in one week and then five the next week when they've done one every like two weeks so far. Here's so, what this class is easy. Yeah. I, I think, I feel like that's pretty scary, but I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if they can pull off five classes in one week. Like that's a lot. I just think it's not the same people that are working on all of them. So I think it's like the timeline is not that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, obviously sense. there's different. There's gonna be different teams working on it, of course. But it's like if they're if they're holding themselves to these impossible deadlines continuously, there's no way that somebody doesn't get shafted in the My class department. The fear that I'm worried about with how these are all bunched together, especially on the last week where it's Kuno, Ninja, Mystic, Lawn, and Zerker, that they put all their thinking is, all right, let's put all these classes last that don't need a lot of changes because they're already good. That's what scares me. Well, looking at that uh, that lineup, I mean... Because Zerker, Lawn, Mystic, Ninja, Kuno, like Mystic needs some minor changes. The other three classes, Ninja, Lawn, Zerker, are already super good, and then they might just be Kuno lumping Kuno in there. Too, they too good, they so might be lumping Kuno in there, dude. Because yeah, people complain about Tenon Cutter. Done. 
It's basically done. You need more hopium. No, oh, dude. Kuno's already too good. Kuno's already too... I already... I read that Reddit post that was complaining about Sakuno the other day that was like, Tamers in the ART project asked for nerfs, so they're respectable, but Kuno doesn't deserve shit. They're already way too strong, and Tendon Cutter's the most busted skill in the whole game. I was just like, oh god. I mean, they ain't wrong. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Class is too OP. Well, I don't know. I feel like fighting Kuno, fighting Suck Kuno is the way I wish a lot of other classes felt in the sense that Suck Kuno is very, very strong if you're oblivious and you don't care to actually learn the matchup. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, because I, I, I've goofed off on it a decent bit when it first got its reworks. It's like when you meet somebody new that hasn't fought it and experienced it, you can style on them five to ten times. But then they sort of start realizing, like, okay, that's how that's how their movement works with tendon cutter, and that's how flash slash works and things like that. And it's like, okay, well, my win rate against them just went from eighty percent to now, you know, fifty, sixty percent at best if it's a good matchup. So it's like, I feel like I, I wish a lot more classes were like that, where they have good counterplay. But if you don't care about getting like learning the counterplay, then you're gonna get rolled. Yeah. No, it's funny, like, a lot of times, I remember, um, like, a duel for spot with a ranger, it was a suck ranger, and I was on suck kuno, he says R, I say R, and he literally opens with descending current, so tenon cutter just bops him, and then he types, like, that class is so dumb, and it's like, <laughs> you use descending current, what were you expecting to happen? I don't know, it's like, I don't know what class wouldn't catch you if you open with the non-CC, just kind of mediocre damage ability, it's so weird. Um, yeah, That's I don't know. Sh- that was his pro strat, man. I Maybe. actually, I've talked about it a bunch of times. I actually don't think Kuno needs as much that much stuff. In suck, it just needs some sort of protected damage for large scale and awakening. Just needs its damage to make a little bit more sense, and then um, maybe something with it like lunar dash needs to be changed. But we'll see. I'm sure it'll get a, a lot of changes. I know a lot of Kunos are afraid that it's going to get a bunch of really cool changes and then get nerfed immediately when it's on live server. I think you're going to get the best PvE buffs you could ever ask for. Dude, that's my main thing. Just give me some PvE buffs, dude. I'd be so happy. They've been they've been listening to your rant about it for so long. They're like, fuck it. Turbo the fuck out of that PvE. Make sure that shit is jacked. <gasps> Uh, yeah, GGX saying Frosty wanted Kuno completely. No, that I I do want it busted. Look, here's the thing. For a long time, I've been saying like I hope that the changes are subtle and mild, but I I've I've gone back on that. I want to be as strong as Awaken Nova and Sage. In fact, I want Awaken Nova and Sage to feel outdated when they fight my Kuno. I want them to be like, what the hell, man? We need some damage and mobility. I want Kuno to be so completely busted that everyone complains about it forever. <laughs> and I want them to forget changing it for like a year. I want them to be like, oh shit, we probably should have addressed this a year ago. I mean, honestly, in the current state of the game, if your class is balanced, it's bad. Because if it's balanced, that means it's making a trade-off for a different department where there's other classes that don't have to make trade-offs. So yep. you should just hope to be OP and then pray they fall, knock you somewhere in between. Yeah, if I have someone in my crosshair, I want Sinucut to launch on top of them like the new Tamer Trap. If 
if I have someone in my crosshair on flash slash, I want it to make me come out of flash slash behind that person. Oh <laughs> I, my God. I want, uh, I want shadow explosion to be a 360 AOE and have it be fully super armor. Um, and have a stun on good hits. All right, want... intern, ignore all this shit. I want... Old AOE stiffen on tendon cutter. Yeah, make ankle cutter an iframe, but still have the bound. Uh, all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, I want Dance Macabre to linger back, and I want it to stun on good hits. <laughs> all, all that good stuff, please. Make it happen. And then just, like, triple the damage across the board. Uh... All right, I think that that's it. I don't know. There's uh, Tamer's changes are actually of all the classes. I actually think chain Tamer changes are the most subtle overall. Not, I don't think that they're bad changes. I actually think they're good changes overall, but they're the least like dramatic. Part yeah, of that I mean, is they, they don't change her place in the game. Yeah, they She's don't change her place be too much. Better or worse at anything. She's just kind of. I think she'll be better in PvE. Same. I think overall she'll be better in PvE. I think AoE size makes a big difference even when it's minor in PvE. Like, I remember when Awakened Nova got the AoE changes to SLMB, SF, and uh, was it either SQ or SRMB? I forget. And one, one of those skills. Like, it made a huge difference in grinding. So even, like, minor AoE increases will help grinding, at least for Awakening. Um... But outside of that, yeah, it doesn't seem super major, but we also are like, we're missing that skill. That skill yeah. could be, a, who knows? It could make a huge difference. Hopefully it's a protected damage skill for your guys' sake. Honestly, or if it's unprotected and has decent reach. I mean, I would take that. I'm pretty happy with how Tamer is right now, like on live. So if not too much changes and the class is still like, kind of in the same place it is and like from my bias point of view i wouldn't mind but i know a lot of other people aren't as satisfied with the class yeah you basically i mean you basically have two types basically right you have the tamers that are like 1v1 is their thing and they're all about the the skill cap of the 1v1 and then you have the other tamers that want to have a purpose in terms of like large scale things which is like the entirety of the in-game content right being rbf node war and siege so it just really depends on where you fall on that spectrum honestly i feel like the class in like node war if the node isn't too big and and like rbf is actually like still really good as well it's just like really hard to play to like its full extent because of how reliant is on frontal blocks um all right is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh before we hop is tamer the most busted class after the reworks i, will, yeah. I, will, I feel like people uh have been moving towards playing tamer more though in recent times Dude, I feel like so, partly because that guy, what is that guy's name that has that tamer guide? Poncho her being able dude. to grind underwater is huge for her. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it, PVE makes it, dude, if your class can, PV, people will play bad PVP classes if you can grind on them. Not, not that tamer is bad in PVP, but just saying straight up, like, if, like, look at how bad, like, Suck Lawn is considered pretty awful in PVP for most people, and it's like the most popular class right now. So it's like, People will play a class if it's not great, as long as it's super good in PvE. So P the PvE buffs, I think, definitely made it more viable. 
I think way more people would play Kuno too, even if nothing changed in PvP, if it was just good in PvE. Um, but yeah, Balance, I was going to say, that guy, Poncho, his guide is actually incredible. It's so good yeah. for new people, and it makes you want to play Tamer. It, yeah. It's so well put together. I watched that guide, and I was like, dude, I, I want to play this class. <laughs> it, it's like so cool, the way he like describes everything and talks about everything and explain i mean he also has a lot of cool tips in there that i think a lot of people learning how to pvp could learn from um especially like he talks a lot about knowing what other people are doing which i think is people just don't do that anymore they're so used to killing people standing up on their stage in nova that they don't even want to learn what people do anymore yeah. uh anyway uh all right i guess we'll uh we'll call it there um, we're going to go to the uh, the comments and balance Kurt. You guys are 100% welcome to stay. I actually missed last week's episode because I was out of town, Nashi, so I have no idea what any of the comments will be pertaining I'll to. <laughs> try to recall what they might have been about. Okay, let me let me know if there's something I missed because I, I, I completely missed last week's episode. But um, uh, Kurt, you want to share where uh, people can find you again? Uh, it's just same old, same old twitch.tv slash K-H-U-R. Are you streaming New World at all? Uh, not very much. I more so see New World as like a, you know, hang out in Discord with the boys, shoot the shit, have some fun, more so than like a... Wanna it is more community-centric, so yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like New World is very stream friendly because there's a whole lot of like downtime where you're either just like gathering resources or you're looking for the fight or things like that so i just more so like it as a like chill thing yeah balance where can people find you twitch.tv slash not balance all right and then that tamer guide we're all expecting real soon after rework yeah at some point um yeah so like i said if you guys want to stick around for the comments awesome if not you are you're free to go uh all right magnus five cream just puts a picture of a metal uh house of mana says wow we watch this still guys we love you even if it's just mazarka palooza <laughs> oh mazarka palooza uh yeah. you says speed run the podcast any percent oh yeah last week's podcast is only one hour long it was like really short. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, you were missing to white knight anything that could potentially have been Yeah, I would have white knighted the hell out of it. You guys were probably all wrong the whole time last week. Uh Makes sense. <laughs> Blood Wolf says, honestly, it may be better to release all and then do tweaks because currently we focus on two classes a week in the moment. One release, we see it as broken as with all release classes. If all comes together in global labs, then at least we can test all classes against each other. And currently people can say Sork Warrior Striker is overpowered, but maybe they're even undertuned compared to other reworks for all we know. Yeah, it's hard to gauge and everyone like reacts so crazily. I, I also think, I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I also just think instead of making all the changes, like you might as well just get them all out and then tweak them all. Just, I just hope that they tweak them a lot like they were doing with Ranger and Warrior. That's why the Tamer one's kind of. That's why the Tamer one's kind of funny because it's the first of the reworks where people haven't been like, "Wow, that's broken. That's so strong." And people just like, "Oh, okay." The hailing riding looks cool, but so that was kind of funny to see, just that gauging the reaction of the community being so different for hers than uh, the other ones we've gotten so far. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, you know, you also had Sorks, half the Sorks saying that all they got was quality life. So, you know. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, Devil Monkey says, so uh, so they stopping the updates for classes that got reworks and further down, but will still push out reworks. It's smart. They're behind as far as from what I see. Um, they needed to do this if they want to be on time. This happens when you skip days or have holidays in for them and then miss that day. And at least they see not being on time with the thing. So it's a good thing. Uh, I accidentally skipped John. It says, I agree. BDO progression is very bad. Don't feel really new bracket. APDPPA should look at that problem. See, I don't. Do you, do you feel like BDO's progression feels like you don't feel your upgrades? I mean, I haven't uh, felt an upgrade in a long time, personally. Balance? I mean, uh, on Tamer, I don't really feel it because I feel like Tamer doesn't need gear to kill people. Yeah. I mean, Tamer also doesn't really scale with AP because your pet does flat the same amount of damage with his follow ups once you hit 100 AP as compared to 300. So, like, Tamer, it's one of those things where it's like you don't SA trade or like kill people standing up. So, it's like you either get the catch and then get a full combo and kill them. But I feel like I would feel it more if I played a different class. Yeah, I think part of the issue too is you're hitting so many people with wildly different gear levels so you don't have like a precise unless you duel like the same person every day um you're probably not going to feel it that much every time i was getting into fights in open world i would after the fight is done i would uh every once in a while it depends on the the nature of that particular fight and ask them what their dp was just a kind of rough idea well, it's funny. I, here's how I know that people actually have no idea if it feels better or worse, because I always see people, they're like, dude, I just got my pen dandy to C9. I hit a bracket, went to RBF, feels real good, dude. And it's <laughs> like, okay, the variables in RBF <laughs> are insane. Not to mention you have no idea when they have the RBF DR or not. It's just like, you know, I don't know. You have no I idea. didn't even <laughs> feel it getting two pin black stars. I mean, so it's kind of weird. I don't know. I, I felt I felt the main hand in PvE a decent bit. My numbers went up a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. I don't really feel I actually don't really feel gear upgrades nowadays, to be honest. But I, again, I think it, it it's also like you said, the variance and the people that you're fighting is so high. Like you could meet anybody ranging from you who's like 380 DP Nuver to somebody that has like, you know, 320. So I think that is a big part of it. True. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, Julian Page says, what annoys me most is not the pushback of the rework, but all the announced content that we will not get this year. Hardcore grind zone. Ranked PvP or ranked arena PvP season, new RBF, Elvia Calfion, main guild server, server wars, snow area. It's all content that hyped me so much, which was supposed to be released this year. And as it's going right now, I have the feeling we will only get the class reworks in the new dungeon for the rest of the year, and that's it. Yeah, I mean it does feel bad. Like I, I want all of that stuff too, especially the ranked arenas. But I do think like the ranked arenas especially if you play one of the classes that are getting reworked, will feel better if you feel like your class is competent. I really hope they, when they do release ranked arenas, they do it right. Like, I feel 
probably trial gear is like the most fair way to do it there's so many like meme gem builds you could do if you could you could just do whatever you want yeah i'm like half and half i know like trial on one hand trial gear feels the most fair because everyone has the same stuff but then it feels like not fair because some classes just can't kill other classes in trial gear like at all that's true and it, i think they should be two i mean there should be two for the ranked one for one for trial one with trial or gear equalization and one without yeah i don't know maybe with all the rework some of the classes won't feel that way but as of right now like i don't know i could tell you as an, an awaken hash and on trial gear especially if you go to aoa where you can't use any buffs when you fight against a striker and mystic it feels like you do no damage like i can cc them all day i just can't actually kill them um yeah, but I, I would like all that. I it would hopefully we get an update on what, what's gonna happen with that content um down the road. But for me personally, this is more just personal, selfish. I, I'm more excited about the reworks than all of that content. Because I think it'll make some of the existing content more fun on some of these classes. I, I think it sucks right now having to play classes that you don't really love playing to try to make PvE work is like the big thing. Like PvEing on the class you actually like is I don't know. Cool. I think. I don't know. Actually, I've never felt it. Uh, Dreadspark says, With New World as a distraction, I'm feeling like BDO is starting to become a problem I don't need anymore. Like, Dreadspark is a shy. Don't... Listen. I don't the know. Shy, so he might change his opinion. I think that that feeling is pretty normal if you play any new game when you have played a game for a long time. It's kind of how I felt with... I played Blade and Soul after Terra. And I was just like, I didn't have any intention of not playing Terra anymore, but I was like, I can't play Terra anymore. I think I'm done. And it was like sad. It's like a weird, it's like a chapter of your life closing. So I don't think that's that abnormal to play a new game where you're actually enjoying it and not feeling like you want to go back to your old game. That BDO is going to feel like, you know. Yeah. I also don't understand the sentiment that people have for shitting on a game that they have thousands of hours into. It just doesn't make sense where it's like, of course, if you do anything long enough, the cracks are going to begin to show. I mean, especially with a game like BDO, like it hasn't changed, right? Like developer incompetence, not meeting deadlines, horrible balances. I mean, that stuff is not new. Like that hasn't changed. Uh, I'd say in a lot of cases, some things have changed for sure. They've definitely done a lot of adjustments to the game. As far as quality of life features, introduction of new content, new um, systems in general, um, trying to revamp old ones. Yeah, like I, I agree. Obviously, they've made some like quality but of yeah, life things. Yeah, there's uh, definitely some things that have obviously been left untouched that, like you said, they just show and rear their ugly head, especially when you're looking at a new game. Like, it's like the people, for example, that's like, oh, yeah, I clicked my necklace for pin and it blew up. Shit game. I'm going to go play New World. Well, it's like, that's I mean, that's kind of like, individual. exactly, right? It's like an accountability simulator. It's like you clicked it. You saw the percentage. Well, what's the point of shitting on the game? Because you took, like, you know, you made that decision. So I, I don't know. I, and I also don't understand the concept. Maybe you guys understand it, that. In order to play a different MMO, you have to have quit the like quit your current yeah, MMO. Yeah, that's what like, I don't that, get either. That's such a weird sentiment to me, dude. Yeah, it's a weird like every game in that I've played in the past. I've always gone into the next game like there's nothing like I don't even like 
think it's not a thought. You just kind of go into it and you like naturally just get over the previous game or or whatever. But it's always this, dude. Fuck that game. It's shit. And <laughs> it's like, dude, you played it for four years. Like that is like an indictment on yourself to be like you invested however many hours a week for four years on something you hate and are not getting paid to do that it doesn't make any sense to me i i don't know like yeah. it's so crazy it's like bdo bdo more so than a lot of other games but i have seen it with other games too where like people are just it, uh, according to the things they're saying they absolutely hate this game that they're choosing to play for fun and i'm like that is so weird because that's just like a decision of your time yeah, League of Legends is another one where people everyone's just a masochist. <laughs> people go back to League of Legends over and over and just talk about how absolutely fucking stupid the game is. It's really funny. Although at least with League, it's easier to go back because you blame everyone else for the problems and not yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's my teammates; they're all shit. Yeah, all the people that are like, dude, I'm fucking Grandmaster. They're holding me back. I'm Grandmaster Elo. I'm just stuck in platinum because my teammates always suck. Like, okay, all right, fine. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, but yeah, it's a really weird mentality I don't, I, that I never really understood, and especially as a streamer, like just wait, Frosty. If you ever stream another game, like another MMO, the first time you do, or even just any time you do it, you will get asked a million times if you quit BDO without a without fail. Yep. Uh, Confex says one sork once sork is deleted. Let's put gauntlets next for deletion. Thanks, Reslar. Yeah, I know Courier and Notor is Sork hater. I, I, how do you feel about the Sork reworks? Uh, Sork, just like DK, very underpowered class that does no damage, has crazy gaps, and needs buffs. <laughs> yeah. The trolling is unreal. I hope they fix Yeah, I don't know, dude. I just. Dude, they, they got the communities brainwashed. I, I don't know what you have to do. To get the over the community to believe that your class is in a very bad state and very weak and does no damage unless you have 322 ap like but however they did that fucking masterminds i will say that i think that's a sentiment for most classes though i feel like everyone thinks their class is bad and so instead of like being a bit more realistic well sork sork has this weird thing where they run into a striker that they can't kill and then they're like our damage sucks against everybody we need damage buffs across the board and it's like, no, it's just that relationship. It, like, they have like such a hard time separating it. It's like, nope, we do no damage to anybody at all, period. Our class sucks. And it's like, I, I don't know. I'm uh, over here fighting Alki, and 50% of my health goes away if he uses Grim Reaper's judgment. But all right, I guess you guys don't do any damage. Uh, the Awkward Ninja says, one, the Value Pack podcast speed run 80%. Uh, Frosty can only dream of achieving such a glorious time. Uh, two, I'm not sure that making Sikrae, Sikrakia, whatever, harder than part one of the dungeon is, yeah, is going to pin. I thought it's just Sikrakia. We were, we were struggling. I'm going to go. You weren't there to correct us. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I think it's just Sikrakia. Um, whatever hard, harder than part one of the dungeon is going to pan out. The player base was already not good with part one being too hard slash long, even after the bugs are fixed mostly and rewards buffed. I guess it depends on if they make part two rewards even better and the launch being less buggy. Keck W. 
Um, three, whoops, last week I didn't fix my points after adding numbers to the side, splitting them up. Four, yeah, I guess Zerker's catches are still kind of shooting mobility and grabs, but we have core skill catches, which is more than we had in the days of old. And then five, thanks for giving your best, <laughs> your best even without the knight in shining white snow armor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> six, uh, to kill time on dead or weeks, you could always see if a life skiller or someone who plays the game in a weird way wants to chat or maybe follow up on the changes if guests want to call it in for a section. I don't know what that's in reference to. If you guys said that we don't have... Oh, did you guys not have a guest last week? You didn't, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have a guest for this one. You um, guys should get that that person who's like a perma red shy and just goes around griefing people to come on because they play the yeah. game in a very We've weird been way. we meaning to get a shy, but Frosty hates... Shies are, shies are too depressing to be around. I think they were trying to grief, grief Frosty like two weeks ago. Probably that's why he doesn't want them on. Shy's put me in this weird conundrum because I am like, on one hand, I think every class should be good and viable and be good at multiple things in the game. And I think it sucks when they are bad at PVE or bad in large scale or whatever the case. But Shy's are like so clearly not ever going to be good at anything outside of like the niche group PVE stuff and maybe like as a little bit of support for group pvp so it blows my mind that shies are still holding on hope after this long where i i think there's a point where it's like this is why i don't play kuno right now because i'm like it, it's not really good in large scale and i've accepted that it's not good in large scale and i hope that it becomes good in large scale so i can roll back to it but i've accepted it and i'm not going to sit there and play on a class that makes me feel bad when i play it for that long and i, I feel like shies are just gonna stay playing a class that makes them feel bad forever, and I don't know why. I don't know. I struggle with that too. Like, one of like I don't know. I'm kind of because I'm I'm at that point where like don't I, like I stopped pushing gear back in May, and outside of like hitting that pin disto, I haven't like made gear upgrades. But like I want to do the in-game content of the game, right? Which is RBF, Node War, and Sieges. But fuck, dude, it makes me so so angry like doing those contents as a tamer so like i understand not yeah uh, but Stockholm syndrome i i get that but at least on tamer you have legitimate hope my question is why do shies have hope they have shown <laughs> no evidence that shies ever gonna get True. become like better or different i mean dude my like red flag number one when shy came out you weren't allowed to ride horses <laughs> like how yeah. are you still on that class expecting it to become like oh i want i should be able to be good at 1v1 and i should it's like dude you weren't allowed to mount mounts you had to go on an rp donkey and your skill was that you could lay down on it like i i don't know it's like a weird yeah that one is just I it feels mean... like there's no hope like tamer there's hope and you're good at different things and they've buffed its pve and stuff but like shy is just like Dude, they haven't given you guys any hope. And they, uh, even like with, when they announced the reworks and Shy wasn't included, I was like, there's another red flag. I don't know why you're still holding out hope. They don't even want you to include you in the reworks. I, and a Shy is weird. Like they have no idea what to do with Shy. People don't realize this, but Shy is the only class that, at least that I can think of, that came out where they completely redesigned it post-release like four times in the first like five weeks. 
I was like showing videos on my stream like a couple weeks back. Like people don't even remember. It had like four different pets that used to uh, spawn and be summoned and these weird evil demon goblins that spun around them. And yeah. this weird dim tree used to come out and a panther and a bear. And like none of those things exist anymore. And those all happened not on Global Labs. They were on the fucking server. <laughs> yeah, like your your bongo abilities would summon different creatures to do different things. Yeah. They even changed their weapon like halfway through. Remember, you had to like have one weapon and then they gave it like all of them combined. Like they didn't have any idea what they were doing with that class. So I, I don't know. That class legitimately, it's not copium. There's something a lot stronger and a lot more unhealthy that they're taking to, <laughs> to t convince themselves that shy will be good one day. I don't know. That's the kind of player you want to date, dude. Because even if you fuck up, they're going to give you more chances. Because they're like... <laughs> <laughs> You guys just don't understand. He's amazing. I don't care if we haven't hung out in a year and a half. I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Uncool Broodling says, please tell the intern that we need the new loot scroll mechanics to auto turn off when switching characters. I, I mean, this one's simple. So I, I get why they don't want it to just turn off because you could, they have a cooldown for a reason, but it should turn off while you're on the other character and then maybe auto resume when you come back if you didn't pause it yourself. It is very weird that it continues running. Also, I cannot believe that it still doesn't. I, I went on a 10 day trip and came back and I was like, they fixed the loot scroll thing, right? So it remembers where I put it, but no. Nope. Why? It's the only piece of UI in the whole game that doesn't remember where you put it. It's so random. Everything else, like, is customizable. I, I don't understand why that didn't get changed. I'm also a boomer who uses the old escape menu UI, and I would like it added to that too, please. Hey, I, I'll never understand you people that use that UI. I'll never get it. It's so bad. It's bad from day one. That, that UI was the one thing when I first started playing BDO that almost made me not play the game. Because I, I before, like, it's one of the things superior like, it's like, UI, dude. It's so bad. I, I logged into BDO my first time, and when I hit escape, I was like, oh no. Like, this game's devs have no idea what they're doing. This is probably going to be an awful, awful game. This looks so bad. <laughs> this is like the initial launch of iOS, except it doesn't even like limit the amount of shit you can have on that first screen. It was so bad. It looks like Windows 95, like Windows 95 UI. Like, I'm surprised there isn't a telephone icon, like an old corded telephone. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. That's all the comments. Uh, Kerr, Balance, thank you guys so much for coming on. And uh, I will, I, I want to follow up on the, the Tamer skill. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DM you guys when that Global Lab note comes out so I can talk about it next week. Um, just to get your guys' opinion on on the new skill and what you guys think about it. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to us today. Thank you for having me. Yes. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, always it. a good time. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who watched. Uh, if you guys don't know, you can follow uh, Kerr on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Kerr, K-H-U-R. There's no underscore score or anything, right? It's just K-H-U-R. Yeah, just the four letters. And then balance is twitch.tv slash not balance. Um, he doesn't stream as much, but he does. When he does stream, it's pretty great. Like sometimes I saw him a few weeks back just literally styling on Nihilus. He, he was dueling Nihilus's Kuno 
and just completely farming Nihilus, but mostly just reading the chat, not looking at the fights. It was, oh, it was tough. Sucks. Yeah. He was just reading the chat and like Nihilus was actually just getting farmed. And I was like, oh man, poor Nihilus. He farms siege members on Arsha. It's good content. Uh, <laughs> balance this. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he farms a lot of people. Oh, yeah, his rolling the dice clip, too, where he just starts playing the dice game while fighting that other... I think it was another tamer, right? The Musa. Oh, it was a Musa, yeah. Ugh, it's, it's toxic. Nihilus is down pretty bad, too, because he, he gets farmed by Bear, by Balance, a lot of people. It's rough. Um. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much. <laughs> just the random shot at Nihilus there. <laughs> Before we go. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. I appreciate all of you. Appreciate everyone who watches the show. Appreciate all the, the patrons. Make sure you check out uh, Nayashi. He'll eventually stream some New World. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA. Right? Underscore NA? Yes. Uh, check me out. Twitch.tv slash SoFrosty. And then Reslar. Twitch.tv slash NotResLar. Uh, we'll see you next time.